1: Me and I hope our audience will forgive us, but that song was called "Halloween." It's by Aqua, from their 2000 album Aquarius. That's available on Apple Music. You know who Aqua is? I remember that band name. Barbie Girl. Barbie Girl. Yes, yes. yes. But it's an upbeat song. There are million, well, not millions, a lot of songs with Halloween in the title. I looked them up. They're all so somber and dark and scary. And we're celebrating today. Absolutely. Uh, Multiple reasons. Number one, 50th episode. Congratulations, my friend. Happy anniversary. 50. We've we've sat and talked for over 150 hours. (laughs) Probably more than that.
2: Probably more than that. By the time you edited all this stuff out. Yeah. I, you know, I will just start off by saying thank you because I think it was, we were talking about this, what, four years ago now, because it would have been the fall of 2016 as the rumbling started happening. And, and uh, after years of people asking me, why don't you do your own podcast? And I had no technical know-how whatsoever. You were the one that just said, hey, you want to do this? So thank you for, for asking me to come along in this journey, because uh, it's been so much fun. And uh, how appropriate that episode 50 is coming at... Halloween. Yeah, we kind of had to add a few things here or there to make it happen. So, yeah, congratulations to
1: you and thank you. You know, I have a lot of ideas that never see fruition. So, you were the one that came back and said, Yeah, let's do it. I guess we're equally responsible for whatever this is. Well, and we've been been going through the rewarding part of my last few years. And uh, uh, this is absolutely 100. Yeah, I, this is one of the,
2: the things I look forward to every month, you know, and I know that when you relocated up north, I was like, this has to continue. We, we cannot stop. And we have succeeded in ways I didn't think we could with the pandemic arriving and it's kept us apart. We've continued to do this now through Zoom. And I think it has worked out amazingly so because we can see each other. We can feed off of each other, which was important because that was something I, I was worried that we would be missing, and um, I think it would it would have been it. if we would have recorded just over the phone. It wouldn't have worked. Doing it this way, I think we've continued to continue to thrive amidst all the chaos that 2020 has brought us. And uh, this is something I look forward to. And Plus, this episode, on Zoom,
1: I, I can record, and I don't have to wear pants.
2: Exactly, exactly. I've got my pajama pants on, so sweats for me. Uh, how appropriate that episode 50. We've got some fun stuff going on in this episode. Yep. Not a traditional episode. We haven't really been traditional for a while now wow. with the drive-ins and the TV things, but we've gotten a lot of good response. People have, have really given us some good feedback. I think we. it's safe to say we're going to be going back to the drive-in next summer. Uh, I have a strong feeling that fall preview 2021 is going to happen because we have, I had a lot of fun doing that. And I think there's probably a few more TV movies out there that we could cover. <laughs> what are we doing this this episode 50? Let's well
1: uh, sort of a segue. You know, for that for the Zoom and everything is. You know, one day we realized, hey, we're not just recording the audio; we're recording the video. A few months ago, I my classic horror blog has a little YouTube channel that i rarely post to. Or for a while, I was posting trailers, and all of a sudden, I got to notice that I had a thousand followers which is just inexplicable. I mean, it shows you the power of the medium because it's something I haven't promoted, you know, didn't just every once yeah. in a while stuck something up there. So, you know, we began percolating and talking about it and uh, we ha- are officially launching a YouTube version of this podcast. It will not be the podcast exactly. It'll, it'll sort of be highlights, but it'll have bonus things you don't hear on the podcast. You know, who knows what else? It's just going to, it'll be a companion piece. Um, I didn't want to just put the podcast on there with a, our logo and granted, there may be people that would listen to it that way. But to me, video is a visual medium and I wanted to be able to provide new content, new content, not just the same thing.
2: And I think that's a great idea because I, at first I thought, Hey, let's just put the, the podcast up there, but you went that extra mile and said, let's do something different. And I think it's going to be fun. So it's like, I think you could, you could watch, you could listen and not watch, or you can watch and not listen. But if you do both, they're going to enhance each other. And I think if you do either, you're going to want to do the other. Exactly. Because you're going to, you're going to listen to the podcast and think, well, you know, what am I missing out on by watching? I mean, obviously watching you're missing out, you're going to miss out on a big chunk of the podcast. So they're going to enhance each other. It's going to be uh, something fun as we, as we, Hit the home stretch here in 2020, coming up with something new. It's going to take us into 2021 and beyond.
1: Yeah. And so to answer your question, 10 minutes later, what are we doing this episode? Well, it's a celebration. You know, we've got Aqua, the, the pop boppy song. We've got Halloween. We've got 50th episode. We've got YouTube channel. We wanted to invite some of our biggest supporters to come and join us and to help us celebrate. Rich, let's imagine it is Halloween night. Yes. And as we are trying to record our podcast, our doorbell is going to be ringing and we are going to have surprise guests coming to trick or treat at our podcast.
2: Absolutely. I, I look forward to this. Um, uh, I'm sure that, you know, there are some guests we, we, we know, might not be able to, to get to, you know, that, that uh, uh, might not be venturing out on this night, but just know that we, have, we know that there's a lot of you who are going to be with us in spirit. Uh, how appropriate for the Halloween season to be in spirit. Get it? Ah, uh, Okay. Um, anyway, we were so thankful that we know we do have some people that are going to be knocking on our door. We know that there's so many of you out there that uh, continue to listen. So for those of you who might not be joining us, we know that you're listening and we thank you for your continued support.
1: Yes, thank you. We couldn't have everyone. We reached out to a few and uh, we will do something like this in the future. And who knows? I'm just getting an idea now. Maybe we should have a regular, regular segment strictly for the YouTube channel that is a conversation with one of our listeners each episode. So that would be a know. lot of fun.
2: And I know that, you know, we've we've talked to some of our, our listeners and and have already said that we want to have them on the show as a guest uh, in the next year and, and maybe whether it's just a conversation, maybe we, maybe we talk a movie or two, you know, um, I think it'll be something fun. We know we've, we've got some people have been with us from the beginning, getting a chance to see these people virtually face-to-face in a year that we couldn't because everything's been canceled and we don't know what 2021 is going to bring. So let's, uh, let's use this, this zoom technology to our advantage. And if we can't be together face-to-face why don't we do it virtually? And I think that's going to be, and you know what? I'm hitting the table. I'm hitting, that's probably picking up on the audio. How appropriate 50 episodes in. I'm still banging. I haven't learned show. a thing. <laughs> I haven't learned a thing. I'm not going to either. I'm, I'm looking forward to this. I, I yeah. think uh, it's it's Halloween is our, is our time, right? Monster kids. Yeah. We watch monster movies all year long. Let's be honest. But October is the one month out of the year where we're not the freaks in the neighborhood. Right. It's like, everybody's getting in on the spirit. These poor people just, they don't do it the rest of the year. That's, you know, they, they should join us the rest of the year. Right. Uh, I think this will be fun. So yeah, we're not going to be talking specific movies this, this time, this will be something different. Fear not. We've got some plans and we'll be talking about those coming forward
1: later on in the show. We won't have our normal features that we normally have because this is a different episode, but there is something I, I do want to do. Uh, I don't want to let a month go by without introducing some of our new members on the Facebook group page. We do have a Facebook group page called The Classic Horrors Club Podcast. We have conversations there, people post things, and you become a member of the club by, by joining. So I would like to welcome three people, David Stone, Elaria Delara and Lachlan Billing. Now, Richard, the interesting thing about this, I don't usually pay attention to where our members are from. And I actually think I'm looking them up a different way, so maybe I didn't even used to see them. But two out of those three are international listeners. Ataria is from Turin, Italy, and Lachlan is from Sydney, Australia. So I don't know that they're the first, but certainly this indicates that uh, we are now a worldwide phenomenon. (laughs)
2: we've elevated ourselves, you know, 50 episodes in, we've now gone to the next level. So yes, I think that's awesome. That's awesome. You know, that's, that's again, something that if you would have asked, if you would have asked 40 year old me, you know, I'm not sure that I would have, would have believed that I would have been doing a podcast and I would have been connecting with people around the world. I think back in the early days of my podcast listening 2006 or whatever, I thought it was just cool that I was connecting with people here in the United States, you know, and then I think when I connected with Terry Frost down in in Australia and was calling into his show and leaving voicemails and having virtual conversations with him, I just thought that was awesome. I'm talking like-minded movies with someone on the other side of the world, you know, now, of course, doing a podcast and having people listen to us in other countries. That's awesome. That, That makes my day. Seriously, it, it, I get emotional almost thinking about that because this is something as you said we've been doing this for 50 episodes, we're having a lot of fun doing it and to think that other people around the world are listening to us talk talk about goofy movies and going side rants and, and you know what, they're joining us for along the journey and that makes me very, very happy. Thank you. Welcome to the new
1: club members. Yes, Exactly. So let's kick things off, Rich. We're going to focus on a a theme of Halloween and some different aspects of it. And I'd just like to ask you, what are your childhood memories of Halloween? Did you have any tradition that you or your family always did that you remember fondly? When I was a kid, I, I don't remember doing any pumpkin patches
2: or anything like that. I don't even know if we had those in our area back when I was a kid. I never heard any conversation about it but trick or treating was always a thing you know going out and i want to say that that some years it was i think most of the time it was my my dad but some years my mom went with me so th- there wasn't one person or the other but i remember always having cool costumes i remember my mom always wanting to make my costume and some years i just wanted to do the store bought one like i i was Dr. Zayas. one year, I had the ape costume. The old plastic mask that would sweat up on the inside. You know, Now, for me, I thought that was awesome. I remember that year, my mom was like, don't you want me to make you a costume? No, I want to be Planet of the Apes. The costume itself was a cheap plastic stuff they had back then. It didn't last very long. I kept that mask for many, many years. And I would put on that mask and would play Planet of the Apes when I was a little kid. I remember one year, my mom... You know, as I got a little bit older, I did give in one year and she made me into a scarecrow. I also remember being, it was like a Darth Vader helmet, plastic mask, but with a skull. And I don't know if it was kind of like this weird Darth Vader-esque Nazi helmet kind of (laughs) weird thing. That mask actually got a couple of of uses. I I tweaked the costume for a few years on that. Here's a funny memory. My mom made me a tiger costume when I was in kindergarten and it had a tail and it was like a whole cloth costume, you know, and I had, a, you know, the ears and the whole nine. Years. I was cute. Well, we were doing costumes at school that day. And so I went to school. I was in kindergarten. I walked down, you know, my mom walked to school and I, I wore my costume. Well, I thought we were wearing costumes all day long, (laughs) and it was only for the first part of the day, and so when my teacher, Miss Diana Kirk, said it was time for everyone to get out of their costumes, I couldn't, because all I had on underneath my costume was my underwear. (laughs) I had nothing on else underneath. I couldn't do recess that day, because all the kids changing their clothes, and I was in my costume. For I mean, it was a half a day, right? But I was my costume the entire time. I remember some of the kids giving me grief about it. And my tail got tugged a lot, too. I remember my mom was a bit mortified when she picked me up to find out that, yeah, mom, I wasn't supposed to wear my costume all day. I I, I vividly remember that. I remember the teacher thought that was hilarious because I remember that that conversation. But I can't take my costume off. I've got nothing on underneath. that was my traditions was the Halloween trick-or-treating and costumes uh, and watching Charlie Brown peanuts, Halloween, you know, it's a great pumpkin. That was watching animated specials was something. Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas was a tradition that I had as a kid growing up. I was very sad to hear that they're no longer going to be played on television this year. Apple TV has got the rights to them. And, you know, it's, we're streaming technology and stuff's moving forward, but it it is taking that away from from a certain part of the population that might not have streaming and is still watching stuff just off television. Granted, I know that it's a small part, but it saddens me a little bit that potentially there's going to be a generation of kids grow up that might not have access to those charming specials that I saw as a kid. And I think those specials are They're timeless. I can tell you that this week I will be introducing my two-month-old grandson to Charlie Brown. He might not have any recollections of it, but he is going to be snuggled in on my lap and we're going to be watching Charlie Brown together. I, I introduced my kids to him. I think my daughter may still occasionally watched some of those specials. My son has grown out of them, but you know me, I'm a big kid. I watch them every year. Uh I'm gonna introduce him to Jensen and, and hopefully start a new tradition going forward. Someone's if at the door. Trick or treater. Let's see well, we got the door. See who it is. Oh
1: my goodness, it's Frankenstein's monster. Well, should we get the big reveal? Yeah.
3: It's Chris Franklin from the Firewater Podcast Network. Hey,
1: thanks for coming trick-or-treating. It's great to yeah, see you. Yeah, the first one of the night. Yeah.
3: I hear you guys got full-size king, king-size Snickers bars. That's why I came.
1: So, Well, we do. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to tell you, I'm right in the middle of your uh, House of Frankenstein episode on the Gorgon. I'm okay. loving it. I, I love that whole concept. I, I hope you've heard. I always talk about it every year. I haven't got I I don't read the synopsis. I kind of like to be surprised. So I don't know what your comic pairing is going to be with it. But I just love how you do that whole thing. So good work. Tell Cindy uh, that I love it.
3: Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Uh, Yeah, it's always fun to to figure out what kind of comic uh, matches up. And after we did the Gorgon, uh, we had a a friend of the network uh, tell us, oh, you could have done this one. And after that, I'm like, man, I kind of wish I had done that one. Uh, so I'm gonna have to do, I'm gonna have to do House of the Gorgon at one time, and, and do that one with it, I guess, because there's not a whole lot of Gorgon movies, you know. So,
1: <laughs> what else is going on this Halloween season?
3: Well, it's Halloween season, you know. We we've uh, we've kind of instituted a new tradition in some ways because uh, with theaters closed, we've gone to the drive-in and we saw uh, Beetlejuice and Lost Boys uh, last month. And just last week, we saw Hocus Pocus and the Monster Squad, uh, which is the first time I'd ever seen the Monster Squad in the theater or any. Well, it's not theater, uh, but on the big screen, you know. Uh, So that was great. Uh, That's that's a that's a Halloween tradition. We have to watch those two films, Hocus Pocus and the Monster Squad. We know all the lines, of course, you know, everybody knows some of the lines, but we know all, all the lines by heart. Uh, so it was. It was a lot of fun, and I actually didn't. My daughter's like, "Dad, you didn't like recite the lines during the movie." I'm like, "I didn't want to ruin the movie," you know. I was like, <laughs> it's, "It's it's sacred. You can't talk during the movie, right?" There <laughs> was a lot it's of
2: fun. Been a few years since I've seen The Monster Squad. I'm I, I, I uh, trying to remember the last time I watched it. Hocus Pocus is is become an annual. I was kind of a late bloomer to that. I, I avoided that film for years, and then had some friends introduce me to it and and it's become an an annual tradition at our house too. I still
1: haven't bloomed to that yet. I, I need to give it another chance. It's been a long time.
3: (laughs) We were able to see the Sanderson sisters live at Disney world a a couple of years ago Uh, that they put on a show. That's great there. You can find it, you know, on YouTube. It's, it's a whole lot of fun. It kind of, I mean, we were already into it then, but that kind of, once you've seen them live, you
4: know, it's,
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So you're, you're a big Disney goer and you uh, went, did the whole universal monsters thing. That wasn't at Disney. though. that was universal studios, but still in Florida. That was awesome. You shared pictures and you participated on the blog. Really enjoyed that.
3: Thank you. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. Uh, I love the monster universal monster cafe there. There's so many props and so many, uh, well, I mean, probably replicas, but there's so many busts and posters and, it's just, I mean, it's, it's a monster kid dream come true to just, I just want to stay there. I don't, I don't, I mean, I could just like hang out in there and just sit for, you know, hours on end, but it's, it's just fun to just, I mean, we got, you know, I always get up and go walk around after I've I've been there twice. And even after I'm done eating, I go into the different rooms because there's different themed rooms and it was a Dracula room a Frankenstein room. Uh, it's great. And I, I'm really hoping, you know, after everything, you know, gets back to normal that they still go forward with this epic universe and they don't cut the universal monster land out. Cause it's probably one that's kind of on the bubble. Um, you know, if they're going to cut something, they'll probably cut it. I sure hope they don't. Cause I would love to have a, you know, Frankenstein dark ride with all the characters in it. That would just be wonderful.
2: And every time I've gone there, it's so busy. And I just want to tell everyone to like, can you leave just for like a half hour so I can like look at the props? Cause I'm like, I'm trying to look at the props and then I'm like staring at somebody kind of through them to get to the prop, you know, and they're kind of start looking at me and I'm like, all right, yeah, I'm a big nerd and I just need you to move three feet to the left so I can see that prop. So
3: <laughs> You'd be much happier going and eating a wimpy hamburger or something. Get out of the universal cafe. Exactly. So
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're probably all a little bit alike wherever we go. If there's something universal, I mean, there was a tiki bar in Kansas City that Rich and I went to, and and they had a little corner devoted to the creature from the Black Lagoon. So you know, it's like people get out of the way. I want to take pictures. And uh, you, Rich, went to a restaurant in was it Omaha? Yeah, the Monster Club. It's
2: a it's a really cool themed monster restaurant, classic but contemporary as well. They've got you know life size props and. And I mean, it's cramped. I think it's probably its biggest problem. It needs, you know, a lot more space, but a lot of fun, you know, cool chandelier. In fact, I just got a package from them in the mail. I bought a little Monster Club pin for Carla and I got a new keychain for myself and it's shaped like a coffin and it says the Monster Club and it's kind of has like a Frankenstein kind of ghoulish logo character. They've done really well, apparently, and they're, they made it through the pandemic. I was actually worried that they might not, but they did curbside delivery and, uh, they've got a pretty big following in, in Omaha. So, wow.
3: That's cool. That's really cool. Have you
2: cool. been to the, the sci-fi drive-in?
3: Yeah, we did that last time at Disney at, at Hollywood studios and love that all the, all the trailers they show and let sitting in the little car, sitting in the cars yeah. and all that's so much fun. And they had the best, I know pumpkin pumpkin flavored stuff is everywhere, but they had the best pumpkin, <laughs> milkshake pumpkin pie milkshake I've ever had I mean that we still talk about that I mean it's just I, you just can't duplicate it it was just fantastic
2: <laughs> yeah that, that was I, that was one of my favorite places to go and we went there as well and I and you know to be able to you're seeing robot monster on the big screen you know and yeah. you're eating and it's kind of yeah it's kind of cool so yeah. <laughs> where else can you do that I don't know of any other place will play robot monster on the big screen while you're eating
3: Right.
1: <laughs> well, how's your Halloween going to be different? Your kids are probably grown enough. I don't imagine you still take them trick-or-treating around the neighborhood. My
3: daughter's got one more shot. It, technically, you know, you're supposed to stop when you're 12. Uh, she's 12 this year. So so she's planning on going uh, out uh, trick-or-treating, whatever that entails. I don't know what that's going to entail. I don't know what this, the town's doing. Uh, you know, like some of the local churches are doing the trunk-or-treat. So, yeah, we'll probably do something small. Uh, that way i don't know I, I was watching a video where uh lego land's doing like they shoot the candy down through a tube at you and you grab, <laughs> grab it with your buckets <laughs> put your bucket underneath like put your bucket underneath and uh grab the candy so maybe they'll do something like that i don't know but yeah it's it's uh I, I hope they do something but you know i'm sure they'll they'll social distance it and they'll come up with some creative way of doing it but yeah this is kind of hurt technically her last hurrah to go trick-or-treating so we hope she can get to do something so where's it
1: written tonight? that you're only supposed to do it till 12 i haven't heard that rule before <laughs> i think that's like a
3: local i don't know if that's a local thing or that's just um, you know I, I don't i don't know it's like i don't know if you if you're 13 and you you know do you do, are
1: they gonna card you
3: <laughs> yeah they, if you become what you it's like a twilight zone episode you become what you've got on or something i don't know <laughs> Oh, <laughs> you, know, you go trick-or-treating at 13 I, I don't know it's uh it's it's all they've always said it, even since i was a kid it's like well you can't go anymore you're 12 uh it's like okay this is the last year so I'm going know, to
2: as long as they come wearing a costume on the front door hey i don't care how old they are you yeah. know i am giving candy to parents who show up you know with their kids like here here you go you you know you put forth an effort if you show up at my door wearing a pair of jeans and bringing a, a, a pillowcase and that's your costume. Yeah. You might want to rethink this, especially if you're like six foot five, you know,
1: <laughs> you've hinted all along at all of the, the different things you are knowledgeable about and you participate in. You were just now reminding me of your uh, fabulous toys, uh, podcast. So just give us a, a rundown of where we can find you and what all you're doing.
3: Okay. You can find me on the Firewater Podcast Network. That's uh, firewaterpodcast.com. And uh, I am the uh, co-host of the Supermates Podcast with my wife, Cindy. That's where we do our annual House of Frankenstein series. And uh, we also do the JLU cast where we cover the Justice League animated series. That's on hiatus while we do House of Frankenstein. Uh, With Rob Kelly, I do Superman Movie Minute, which is on hiatus as we gear up for Superman 3.
1: I'm really,
4: uh, gonna do it,
3: huh? <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna do it. Uh, I can't get him to do Superman four, but we're gonna do Superman three. Uh, <laughs> also do Batman Nightcast with Ryan Daly, where we uh, talk about Batman comics and we're doing like classic Neil Adams, Denny O'Neill, uh, uh, Englehart Rogers uh, runs right now, and so that's been a lot of fun. I'm all over the place. Um, I've got some uh, toy videos out on the Firewater Network's YouTube channel, so you can look for Firewater podcasts on the YouTube. There's a new video that uh, is out and, uh, or will be out. uh, And uh, it's, uh, it's about the uh, Burger King universal monster toys uh, that came out about 97. So they, they still seem new to me, but they're from 97. So they're not very new, but
5: (laughs) I remember
1: those. I used to have a couple of them actually. Yeah. I was going to ask when do you sleep? When do you spend time with family? But I I know the family part, you recruit them to help you out in about half of those things.
3: Right. Right. (laughs) I even got my daughter to help customize a, uh, she took her, we took her loving family dollhouse and they're making it into a haunted house this year. So it's been a d- daddy-daughter project. We saw a video on YouTube, another guy did that, and we loved it. And so we're we've got all these plans to do the inside. We probably won't get that done this year. We got the outside done. So yeah. So we're we're all, you know, we're all it bitten by the monster bug and we all enjoy it. So it's 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 a whole lot of fun. Halloween's one of our favorite times of the year.
1: Thank you so much for stopping yeah. by. Be safe out there. Tell the family hi thanks guys
3: thanks for having me thanks for doing the show i love it i look forward to it every time i loved your drive-in series i just i wanted to be at the drive-in with you guys so much it was so much fun i told Cindy both times we went to the drive-in this summer i'm like i feel like we're we're jeff and richard they should be here (laughs) you guys are great i love it love the show i've got i've got my t-shirt on
1: thanks for your
2: support we really appreciate it yeah we really appreciate it thank you so much
3: thank you guys bye
2: bye We've had our first Halloween guest of the night. It was awesome to to finally meet Chris Franklin face-to-face. So let's get back to our conversation. What are some of your favorite childhood memories?
1: Like you, I think it's the costumes. I remember, well, I can't say I remember, but I have seen pictures of what would probably be one of my first Halloweens, uh, and it was Batman. It was the plastic mask with the elastic band and uh, the jumpsuit or whatever that is, the that uh, you You're know not, says yeah. Batman looks nothing like his his clothing. So that that was early. We went through a period where my mom was making costumes, like you mentioned. I don't really remember what she made for me. Maybe I was a little bit older and didn't get that, but I remember my brother and sister being Tweety and Sylvester and they were like, you know, she had patterns and they were like made of felt and you know, I had a, a mask that would go off and on. I, I remember, remember that.
2: I wanted to be Tweety one year. Did and I remember I had the Tweety mask, but my my mom couldn't figure. She couldn't find like, the right pattern to do the costume. Huh. And so I had the mask, but never, never actually wore it for Halloween. I had to be something else that year. I don't know what I was, but I remember having the Tweety mask. That's crazy. I have not thought about that since
1: probably the 70s. And it's interesting you mentioned Dr. Zayas. I also was an ape for Halloween one year. I I saw a picture of this recently also. Now, this was a a full mask with fur. It didn't come with a clothing, but apparently what I thought an ape wore was, and this was 70s, you know, so like a, I don't know what the shirt was, but I had like a vest uh, and it was kind of, it looked like a leathery sort of lizard skin. It kind of had like- little pattern on it and that was you know what that ape it must have been a a gorilla so I I know it wasn't a you know like Cornelius or or Dr. Zayas I think it was just a gorilla you know I don't have a lot of memories of trick-or-treating I know we did it I can remember specifically the neighborhood and going around with the neighborhood kids and trick-or-treating The thing I remember most is more recent years because as an adult, I would still dress up and participate in various contests, whether at work or especially depending what night of the week Halloween was on. Maybe you'd go out to a neighborhood bar or something and they'd have a contest. i have done that, had an award-winning costume one year that I got from uh, Martha Stewart's Halloween magazine. And it was a mummy, but it was a really good mummy. I mean, it uh, told you how to do the makeup under the eyes and how to do the bandages and the tissue paper. I mean, it It was a really good uh, mummy. Unlike the mummy, I was when my family went on a cruise one year and they had a, uh, wasn't Halloween, but a, a masquerade ball or contest or something. I was a mummy then as well. However, didn't plan ahead. And here I am on a cruise. My bandages were toilet paper that I had wrapped around my body. And if when you try walking in toilet paper, what does it do? It tears and it falls down and everything. So that that was an epic fail. Uh, perhaps I had to overcome that at some point in my life so that I could move on. So making the Martha Stewart money mummy and winning the contest, you know, that healed all my wounds. I, I did the the toilet paper mummy
2: thing myself, but it was on a New Year's Eve one night. There may have been some champagne involved, but there's no physical evidence. And so I, I plead the fifth on that. But I, I, I went the same route as well. Different different season and different reasons. but
1: <laughs> I have fond memories of the idea of trick-or-treating. Just as a kid in that time when it was safe to go in the neighborhood and you could go after dark. You know, there was a chill in the air. You know, there was no fear or worry that... Yeah. Of course, I was, grew up in a small town as well, so I don't know how much that had to do with it. It is trick-or-treat, not trunk-or-treat. And I'm happy to say I've never had to participate in a trunk Oh, let's see who's here now. Oh, look, it's Bill! Hey, I,
6: was Bill. Told, hello, I was told there would be candy. We
2: have, we have the king-size
6: Snickers. I will take that. I will take that. Hello, Jeff. Hello, Rich. It's hello, your boy. Bill. How are you doing, my friends?
1: Fantastic. I'm so excited great. to... This is the closest we're going to get to meeting in person, and I'll take that. I, it's fantastic.
6: Well, I know for a fact I walked past both of you at the last Monster Bash before we had been kind of introduced, before I entered the podcasting world. You know, I recognized voices, I saw shirts, but I'm afraid that, you know, believe it or not, I can be shy. It overcame me at the times. I owe you plenty of hugs. I'm a hugger, I do not care. I'm throwing caution to the wind, next month's the bash. (laughs) We We can wear masks and hug, that's fine. But, you know, I'm really looking forward to the bash in June and we must get together and have adult beverages and discuss world domination.
2: Well, they've yeah. got that bar right there in the lobby, so we can it's only hope that by bar. next yeah. June, it's open and
6: uh, ready for business. That's a date, my friend. That's a date. Yeah, and you you were
1: reached out after that, and and we've just kind of been uh, the modern day of equivalent to Pin pals since then. And
6: We have, we have. And it's, you know, I just want to say thank you in front of all your fans for all the support that you have given me. You, both of you are patrons. I don't think I'm divulging any classified information there. You both have been so kind in your information and your guidance and just helping me along with Bill Watch's Movies and the new podcast to be named later in the show. So I will have a little bit of information for listeners and viewers. I'm giving this to the Excellent. two of you. It's an exclusive, just to Classic Horrors Club listeners. So stay around through our drivel to the end. <laughs> and I'll, I, will, I will give you some information on the new podcast.
1: Excellent. And it's so easy to support because you running out of the gate, such a high quality oh, product. I mean, the, the time you, you, you spend on it is obvious and it's just, I love it. Thank so, you. Um,
6: I, you know, I really wanted to give Monster Kids something new and different. That's always my, you know, I'm not a I'm not a, a movie collector. I'm not like a super obtainer. I can my my background is in fiction writing. I'm a trained novelist. I've won awards for mystery fiction and I've published novels and I always come from the point of view of as a storyteller. And that's really I really wanted Bill Watch's movies. It's a little bit mystery science theater. You know, if you don't like people making fun of your movies and I understand that, why maybe the podcast had kind of a limited audience during its run. But I think the new one is going to really bring more people in, and I think it's going to give Monster Kids something that they can enjoy and that they will really love. But enough about me. <laughs> let's, let's get let's get back to
1: well. Let's talk about Halloween. Halloween. Hi. What what is going on this year for Halloween? What are you going to have to do different, or what are you not going to be able to do because of well, the situation?
6: uh my wife and I, we, we uh, moved in together, got married. I am a new, I'm a first time husband at, at 50. And we've been together 10 years this month. And when we moved into this new neighborhood, we, we got our first house together. You know, she sold her place. I sold mine. And we moved in together. I'm like, new neighborhood. I can be the king of Halloween. I can like, I, I had plans. I was like going to put like a. You know, the walking dead had just started coming out. I was going to put up a ch- chain link fence in the front yard. I was going to have, you know, me walking around as a, like a bub, like zombie, you know, candy. I was planning it. I was planning it, but I thought, okay, the first Halloween, I'm going to kind of see, take the temperature of the neighborhood here. And so stack up on candy. You turn the, you know, the light switch being on is the universal sign of, come ring my doorbell and ask for candy. And, the, you know, when you write out a candy, you turn the, the porch light off. That's universal. And so porch light on, you know, around 6.30, 7 o'clock, crickets, nothing. You know, I'm, I'm watching, you know, I, my tradition is I watch John Carpenter's Halloween each Halloween because that's kind of my cutoff date, you know, for kind of horror movies. That kind of started a new genre. And, you know, he kind of changed horror, in one fell swoop, but that's my tradition. I pop in the Blu-ray, you know, watch Jamie Curtis scream and run around for a while, but I'm always, you know, keeping an ear out for the doorbell and it is nothing. It's like tumbleweeds down my street. There is like no trick-or-treaters. And I'm like, this is bad. This is just bad. And so like around nine o'clock, it's like, I, I'm, I've eaten half the candy myself, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Halloween, you know, we're into Halloween too now because of the Donald's pleasant. We want to get the Donald Pleasants vibe going, you know. And so I'm like, well, this just isn't happening. And all of a sudden there's ding. There's a ring. It's a doorbell. And I'm like, all right, I'm on. This kid is getting the rest of the candy, you know, and I'm turning the porch light off. I'm considering this experiment a failure. So it's the cutest thing. It's a little, uh, a little boy. He's about seven or eight. And he's got war machine on, he's got like a little war machine. This was like right after Iron Man and yeah. maybe Avengers. I'm not really sure, maybe Iron Man too, but he's got his little war machine outfit and he's holding up the bag. And I just take a big bowl and I just go boom and he <laughs> just lights up and you know he then he just turns, he says, thank you. And then he turns and runs. And in front of my house is the car where his parents are waiting with the door open And it's like he's like making a getaway now. It's not now, it's become like you know, some sort of felony. And he's (laughs) right past my yard, he jumps into the car, they slam the door. I don't know if they go to the next house or if they go to the next state, but I know that that kid was on a sugar high for at least a week due to my (laughs) generosity. Now, unfortunately, this is just not a Halloween neighborhood. It makes me very sad.
1: What's the most recent thing you've had published? Do you still have anything in print?
6: Making your bones as a writer, you know, making that pay the bills is difficult. You know, I was one of the early pioneers of self-publishing. I started self-publishing back in the late 90s. You know, I got nominated for a bunch of awards, best first novel of the year. A lot of things happened. But now that was when I still had to kind of fight against gatekeeping, yeah, you know, that's when you had to have a New York agent. That's when you had to have certain things fall into place for you to actually make a living as a writer. And now with technology, I've kind of moved on. I usually early adapt and then kind of move on. I still have life coaching clients. I'm a life coach for men. I do that as a side gig. You know, I'm a certified life coach. You know, I wrote some ebooks there. Right now, podcast writing podcasting, you know, writing my scripts, you know, as long as I'm being creative and i think in this day and age there's something to be said for being a create a creator as opposed to a consumer right when you get too hooked into the consuming the endless you know passage of what i what they're calling doom scrolling right where you're just kind of scrolling on your news feed and it's just a never ending litany of bad news i find much more joy in sitting down and opening up a document or some screenwriting software and working on my next episode or, you know, working on this new podcast, which is something I've, it's a, it's something I've never tried before. I'm really out of my element in it. So that's why I'm really taking my time for the next few months to really get it right. As long as we're creative, I mean, you guys know you, you blog, you podcast, you do all of these things and you're moving into video now. So I think you can, you know, you're a simpatico uh, when it comes to just being cre- creative and the, the freedom and the joy that that gives you. And I would encourage anyone out there listening to us, if you've got a creative urge, do not fight it. The world needs more art. The world needs more artists. The world needs more people with a positive point of view. And I think almost to a T, the monster kid family really embodies that as far as I have seen from my limited interactions with either fans of my show or fans of your show. I mean, they're really just wonderfully nice people and, you know, meeting them at Monster Bash, you know, I'm going to go back to that. I'm really Jones. I really was very disappointed this year, but June, 2021, will be there. God willing, in the creek don't rise.
1: Have you told us what you wanted to tell us about the okay, podcast? Or can so you tell us a
6: little this more? This is an exclusive okay. for Classic Horror Club listeners only. Okay. I have not put this on Patreon. I have not put this on Facebook. But I'm just going to give you a little hint. Okay. If you will go to the website, Monsters by the Minute. MonstersByTheMinute.com. All you're going to see is a beautiful picture of some universal monsters and a button that says subscribe. If you subscribe to that mailing list, you are going to be the first people to listen to the trailer when I put it out for the new podcast. You're going to be the first people that get to see what my vision is for this new kind of storytelling that I'm putting together. So if you go to monstersbytheminute.com, if you're interested in what Uncle Bill's up to next, I think I'm bringing something. If you thought Bill Watches Movies was different, I'm going to knock your socks off with this next one. I'll give you a slight hint. If you're fans at all of two other podcasts, there's one called The Secret History of Hollywood. There's another one called You Must Remember This. If you're fans of those two podcasts, you are going to love Monsters by the Minute and our first season and the first movie I've chosen to feature for the first season.
1: Thank you so much for coming by. Be (laughs) careful out there trick-or-treating at other podcasts.
6: Thank you all so much. Have a great evening. Have a great show. All the listeners out there, thank you so much. Take care of yourself. We're all in this together. Be safe. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween
1: to y'all. So that was Bill. That was nice to meet him. I, you know, the the great thing about this is we, I have a feeling we are going to meet people we've talked to online. We've may not even have been at monster bash at the same time, or we may have been and not talked as in the situation with Bill, but I feel like we're meeting them in person. So that, that is cool. And I, I really thank Bill for coming by. Well, absolutely. And I look forward to his new project. You know, he he's he's got that exciting new
2: project, giving us a little bit of a tease for it. You know, as you as you stated, he kind of came right out of the gate with his podcast and and top knot. Finally, finally getting a chance to to at least face to face meet our boy, Bill Mize. Yeah, God. I'm a
1: little disappointed though. I, I thought he would have a sense of humor and you know, I'm just <laughs> a little disappointed.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, he, he is. He's a great guy. So, you know what?
1: Here's keeping our fingers crossed for Monster Bash 2021. So, Rich, you hear a lot and we're asking all of our guests tonight, you know, what is your go to movie for Halloween? Is there a movie that you regularly watch that epitomizes Halloween for you and you can't go through the season without it? I'm going to cheat
2: a little bit and and do two parts to this. I don't have a movie specifically that I watch every single year, but I will always watch a universal horror movie every year, whether it is Dracula with Lugosi or Frankenstein with Karloff, uh, Wolfman, something from that 30s, 40s time period. Frankenstein is probably nine times out of 10 going to be in the mix, but there's some years I, I skip it this year being one of them, but I'd watch Dracula this year. So Universal's always in the mix somewhere, but it's always kind of uh, a different mix of movies. However, I think that with very, very few exceptions, I have been listening to a specific radio program every year Oh, gosh, for probably 40 years. And that is the 1938 Mercury Theater presentation of Dracula with Orson Welles. Orson Welles launched the Mercury Theater program in the summer of 1938. It was, of course, October of 1938 when he did War of the Worlds. The Mercury Theater program was actually an adaptation of, most of the time, it was an adaptation of, of, of classic literature, which is why we did War of the Worlds. Now, everyone talks about War of the Worlds, right? Because that was done around Halloween. It was, of course, you know, caused a panic and everything. But his Dracula show from 1938, it's an hour-long program, and it's it's got some audio things to it that just... It's a little creaky, you know. It's it, there's. I have not heard a pristine print of it, but I remember having conversations when I was in seventh grade with my friend Vince Altam about it because I had just got a Radio Reruns copy of Dracula that I got. My dad introduced me to Old Time Radio in nineteen seventy nine with a copy of the Abbott and Costello Show, Who's on First, and it was Radio Reruns was the company. I got the catalog. And bought some of those cassettes uh, over the course of the next couple of years. Dracula being one of the first ones that I got. Because it was Dracula. And I had never heard it before. Plus, I knew that it had Orson Welles in it. And I had discovered Orson Welles' this, The Shadow. And it sticks with me. With very few exceptions, I've listened to this every single year. For those of you who have been joining along my 31 Days of Halloween this year, I can uh, give you a sneak peek in that. There's a probably a better than average chance that that's going to pop up before the end of the month. No War of the Worlds. I'm not going to do that. That'd be too easy to do. But Dracula is something I want to expose people to. It's it's a fun broadcast from so many decades ago. And for me, like I said, I've been listening to it pretty much every year since at least when I was in seventh grade. So, you know, 80, 81, that time period.
1: So where can we find that to listen to it? Is it easily available?
2: It is, because most old-time radio shows are uh, public domain. Shadow episodes are hard to find because there's a company called ConNast, which seems to think that they own the copyrights to it. I think they own the copyrights to the character of the Shadow, but not necessarily to those shows. You can find them on the Internet. But with uh, the Mercury Theater, archive.org, YouTube, absolutely free. On my blog, if that were to pop up, okay, it will. Before the end of the month, I've created a playlist uh, on my YouTube channel. I've got a YouTube channel, but I don't really. I mean, I, I have an account, right? Because I was using it to subscribe to stuff. And then I realized, well, I guess that means I've got a YouTube channel because you can create playlists and you can make those public and share them with people. So Steve Sullivan had been kind of prodding me for a while to do that. He wanted all of my old time radio shows that I've been doing since January uh, my OTR Wednesday series. He wanted those in one place where he could just kind of go and listen to all the shows. And so I finally did that this month. I created a, a numerous playlists actually, and uh, I'm sharing that on my blog. So if you go to CaseyCinephile.com or MonsterMovieKid.wordpress.com, I, I share the link to the playlist, and it's a Halloween 2020 playlist. And so every show that I'm doing this month, the day that it gets posted, it goes right on the playlist. And uh, I've also created a couple of other playlists, one specifically for the shows that I've done since January that are the uh, old time radio adaptations of movies. I've got a playlist of those. Uh, I'm going to create or actually I've already created. So it's almost a sneak peek of what's coming up the next couple months. I've got a Thanksgiving themed one and a Christmas themed one that I'm going to be continuing to do on the blog uh, through the end of the year. I'm gonna to continue to do that in 2021. So any any time I do an old time radio show, I'm gonna I'm gonna be putting it out on the playlist. It'll be there, easily accessible. Plus, I always put the uh, put a, a video on the uh the post on kccinephile.com. It's gonna be really easy for you to find it or listen to it at your leisure. And it's fun. So I highly recommend it. So that's that's a, a go-to for me every single year. At some point or another during the season, I listen to that just like I listened to the Campbell Playhouse, 1939 version of A Christmas Carol with Lionel Barrymore and Orson Welles. Campbell Playhouse was the show Orson did after Mercury Theater ended. He took the Mercury Theater players and started doing a show called Campbell Playhouse. And I've been listening to A Christmas Carol every Christmas since uh, 1989 or 1990. Uh, Lived in Paris, Texas and there was a Campbell's factory there and they made a deal with the local radio station to play a Christmas carol on Christmas Eve and uh, I recorded it just before we went over to my parents' house for Christmas Eve and so that would be 89 or 90 that I've been listening to that Orson Welles gets listened to every, every uh, holiday season uh, at some point or another I, I take time out to listen to it have someone else at the door who can it be oh my gosh there we go i i I recognize the mask but but who is it
5: it is i nino monstro Truco el trotto trick or treat
2: that's awesome voice is familiar voice is familiar i recognize the goatee but will he will he will he take off the mask
5: that, that breaks the rules. For you and you, <laughs> I will do this. Excellent. Plus, plus, I want to be able to see. I think I hey, have What's up, gang? Oh, Eric! <laughs> oh man, okay. I'm gonna put my glasses back on so I can see who I'm talking to because now I can't see who you are. Ah. Eric, how are you, man? Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween to you too, as well, man. So the the most wonderful time of the year for us monster kids.
1: That's right. That's right. And we're honored to have you here. Thank you for coming trick or treating at our house. <laughs> yes. As we kind of branch out into this whole new
2: video thing. I mean, I know that you've been doing the video thing for a while. We're, we're dipping our toes into it. You get to be one of the, the guinea pigs, so to speak.
5: Oh, well be gentle. Okay.
2: Uh, we will. We will. <laughs> Halloween season. What's happening this year? How are you handling the the Halloween season in a pandemic kind of year?
5: You know, this is not the kind of horror that I want to celebrate in Halloween, you know? Uh, This pandemic, the Corona apocalypse, whatever you want to call it, the vid, it's just it's really put a cramp in a lot of things. You know, the Lovecraft Film Festival went virtual this year, so there wasn't even that to celebrate October happening. But, you know, I'm trying to find whatever I can to do to kind of keep the Halloween spirit going you know that I do the movie streams on Saturday now. So that's one thing that I'm doing to try to keep the Halloween alive, you know, and we do that every Saturday, but the week leading up to Halloween, we're going to have programming every night. So it's going to be a full on Halloween week at the monster kid movie club, with nothing but spooky movies. It's going to be a good time.
1: I heard that today. I was listening to the podcast on my walk. So I'm looking forward to that. We've talked a lot about the pandemic and I, I think, what I, one of the things I'm taking out of it that's good is the innovation that's come out of it, the way people are compensating, the way that creators are managing still to create. And, you know, I think it's awesome that conventions are doing virtual and going online. And that's sort of how the movie club started for you, right?
5: I hey, think pretty much.
1: I don't remember what you called it at first. <laughs> it was stay at home Saturdays or something. I can't remember.
5: Social distance Saturday. Yes, thank oh. you. Yeah. And when it became pretty obvious that that was going to be a long-term thing, I got tired of using that name because it sounded kind of negative. So the Monster Kid Movie Club was born.
1: And then Tuesday night as well. I haven't yeah. gotten to do one of those yet.
5: So with Tuesday, it's a little bit more low-key. There are a number of science fiction films that I would like to show as well. But it kind of interrupts the monster movie vibe on Saturday. So we now have the Monster Kid Astronomy Club, where we do classic sci-fi and a few other things. Lately, we've been showing episodes of the... BBC series, The Invisible Man from the 1950s. It's been a lot of fun.
2: I got to say that I normally can't join that because that's usually when we do dinner every week with with mm-hmm. uh, my daughter and and uh, son-in-law. Oh. <laughs> I know. But but this week uh, I managed to to kind of sneak in at the very beginning. They were in the house, but we hadn't settled in for dinner yet. So I was like, "Oh my gosh, where did we end up? We're 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 here?" And they're like you were doing the pre-show and it was like uh like some type of nasa instructional (laughs) and it went for probably five minutes before somebody said what are we watching and i'm like well you know we're 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 watching some great entertainment and i got the looks like is this what we're going to be watching tonight is like you know it was i loved it though i I normally won't get to do that so i had to You know, next Tuesday though, I you know, we won't have we won't have the kids here, so I'm gonna try to sneak in if I can. So I'm always kind of incognito most of the time.
5: You're always welcome. And you know, you bring up a good point. You say incognito, you don't have to be because we've got a live chat going the entire time. It's the only time I'm gonna be okay with people talking during a movie is in that live chat. And it's all text, so nobody's talking over the movie.
2: I know sometimes I get on uh, through, through what do they call it, TWOKU, the Roku, mm-hmm. which kind of back door, and uh, I know that you can't chat through that, but I think my name probably pops up. So if you ever see me in the room, but I'm, but I'm quiet, that's probably where I'm at. I'm sitting on my hat. <laughs> Happy butt in the living room, in the comfort of my chair, watching you on the big screen.
1: Derek, where do you draw the line? I And I know it gets a slippery slope trying to categorize and compartmentalize everything, but you've got your monster movies and you've got your sci-fi and they overlap every once in a while. Oh, yeah. Do you have any rule of thumb that, you know, what you would put in one and not the other?
5: So with the sci-fi stuff, I'm a big fan of like the aesthetic of like retro futurism. That kind of you know 50, 60 sci-fi vibe. If it displays a lot of that, I typically go toward the sci-fi side of things. But I mean, you can have space monsters and, and all that kind of thing happen and not have that. And then I put that into the horror side.
2: Is there as many movies on the on the sci-fi? I know like you're talking like you kind of go towards public domain or films that you know that you're not gonna get kind of mm-hmm. slapped on the wrist today, as as you know, we're you know. Hmm. Jeff posted something in his daily video and it had Mothra in the title and, and then the, uh, the Toho gods came down and, and I know. Wow. Yeah. They, they, he got blocked on YouTube. So have you had, it was your, as you're going through the, the, the sci-fi films, is there like stuff that you, is there as much to go through and is there stuff that is just too far out there or, too wacky or too unknown?
5: You know, it's tough. I thought there would be a lot more when I decided to split it up, but I'm actually finding that I'm starting to run out <laughs> of sci-fi stuff that I'm cool with showing. I don't want to do anything that's not in the public domain or I don't have permission to show. I, I know that other uh, like Twitch streamers and such do show a lot of the kind of thing. I, I don't want to give anybody any reason to look at all of us streaming movies. Just look at one guy; they'll shut the whole thing down, and yeah. I, I don't want that to happen. I don't want to contribute to that. So, yeah, it's it's a little bit more difficult to find the sci-fi stuff, but then I'm only showing two movies on Tuesday, whereas on Saturday it's a good seven, eight, nine-hour block, and there's plenty of stuff I can show there.
2: And some of like the the Flash Gordon chapter serials are yeah public domain, and and uh... yeah.
5: Um, so I, I checked on that, and if I remember right, the first series is not for some reason or other, but the second and third series are. I don't know how or why, but it just is. So I'll eventually show some Flash Gordon, I'm sure.
1: And I like how you you said you try to find the best print you can to show. Mm
6: -hmm.
1: That's, uh, I mean, that's the extra care and attention you put to everything that just makes it a little bit better. So I really appreciate. You don't do anything halfway, you (laughs) do it right.
5: I, I probably uh, should, though, so I could get some sleep.
2: Um <laughs> now, did, extra mile with Manos. I mean, you, you did a little fun thing when you played Manos that actually really worked for that movie.
5: And I'll be showing that again Halloween week at some point. Uh, we turned Manos to Hands of Fate, which I really enjoy unironically. I know. I know. But I dig it. We, we made it black and white, and it was really creepy. We had Jackie Ray Neyman-Jones in the chat for a little bit of that, too, yeah. and she was a little unnerved. that's cool we'll be doing that during halloween week we have so many things planned for halloween week not just movies like feature films but we've got some independent films Uh, of course we're going to be showing josh kennedy's house of the gorgon chris mims house of ghosts and then i've got a number of short films that i've gotten permission from the filmmakers to show some more current stuff but still has that spooky kind of vibe just because that's that's the aesthetic that i go for that's the mood that i go for for halloween that's what i need
1: do you have a tradition or something that besides all of, of this, that you do for us, anything you do for yourself just to celebrate Halloween or growing up, did you have a tradition
5: up until a couple of years ago, I guess maybe, maybe like five or six years ago. Now I would make a big deal about getting in costume, but that was because I was going to work and there's always a costume contest and I wanted to win. And I always did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, or, or I was going out and doing something, but Uh, Since I no longer work uh, at this point, and I'm currently unemployed doing the self-employment thing, there's not really a costume contest to compete in, and getting up at 4 a.m. to put latex all over my face and everything doesn't sound too appealing, and I don't think Wednesday would get in the same Halloween spirit. She's my (laughs) coworker here, my cat. But... Before I launched the stream and decided to do movies all the time, I was doing movie marathons myself at home anyway on Halloween. Right. Before podcasting even, I would do like – I'd get up early in the morning, and I'd put a movie in, and I would just go nonstop. Uh, and there was always two movies that I put in. Uh, one was The Monster Squad, which I adore. There's one problematic scene in it, but I have to really – sales from the 80s and that's how kids talked and uh but uh, i put in the monster squad and then i also put in the HP lovecraft historical society's film uh the whisperer in darkness those two just for whatever reason have always been some halloween go-tos for me and i can tell you that even though i'm doing the movies on halloween this uh this year and summer on a saturday and we get an extra hour uh on halloween it's gonna be that magic hour between uh, daylight savings switching over even though that's happening, I know that I'll put in The Monster Squad and The Whisperer in Darkness when the stream's all done and it's just me. I'll pop up some popcorn, put the movies in. I'll probably pass out on the couch after watching movies all day, but at least I'll be able to hear them for a little bit. Yeah.
2: I can tell you that I am introducing Carla to Whisperer in the Darkness. I have a a, uh, uh, a list that we've created of movies that uh, some of which she's seen, she's still getting introduced to a lot. And and you know, she's put herself into my hands and I'm like, all right, we're going to do this and this and this. And those two are on the list.
5: Right on. Well, I'd be curious to hear what she thinks of them. For me, they're just phenomenal. And the Lovecraft one in particular, uh, because the Lovecraft Film Festival typically happens at the beginning of October. I like to cap off October with another Lovecraft adaptation that I happen to know is really good. And that's one of the best ones out there. So I, I try to cap off October with that as well. I don't know if it's available online right now for anybody to watch. I remember seeing just recently, Uh, the director saying there were some issues with the distributor and it's not available to stream, but you could probably still buy the Blu-ray from them. So I highly recommend it.
2: What was another one that you, I think, I think you were introduced me to it. Was it AM 1200?
5: Yes. And we're showing that. We have permission from the filmmaker uh, and we're going to be showing AM 1200 during the week. I don't have the schedule firmed up yet, but it will be happening. That's Uh, a really good one. Yeah. I think, man. It was a, I was a gamble. I didn't know I was going to get permission to do it, but wow.
2: That's very cool. Yeah. I I highly recommend anyone tune in for that because you, you hyped it up. And I I think that was maybe even back on, on the mail order zombie days. I think it'd been a while, but I tracked down a a copy of it and um, I was very glad. So thank you for that.
5: You're welcome, man. Now, that one's a good one. We saw that at the Lovecraft Film Festival to begin with. And I still remember we went up to the filmmaker. And when I say we, Des Des from Dread Media was in town that weekend. It's the one time he came to Lovecraft. And DZ from the then Cinema Diabolica podcast was there as well. And the three of us approached the filmmaker and said, We heard you have copies of it for sale. We'd like to buy them. This was right before the screening. He said, Oh, come on. Now you want to see the movie first. Like he was really downplaying the whole thing. Soon as the movie was over, we didn't even wait for the end credits to finish up. We tracked him down and it's like, dude, take our money. We won. <laughs> we bought his three last copies right then and there.
1: <laughs> Real quick, back to your costume contest. What? Yeah, what's yeah. your favorite costume? Or what were you most proud of? Or
5: you know, because of the zombie thing, I was always doing zombies. Always doing zombies of some sort. I've done like a pizza delivery guy zombie, which was a lot of fun. I was able to get my hands on a Pizza Hut uniform and, you know, gored it up, tore it all up and did the whole facial thing, you know, from head. (laughs) I was actually bald then too, but I didn't shave it. I had actually put a bald cap on and did that. And uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, I did that at work one year. (laughs) Really kind of wigged some people out on the bus on the way home because I was bused around. They were less concerned about, me and more concerned about the really beat up pizza box I was because <laughs> it was beat up and bloody and they didn't want me to drip on anything you know I've done just random zombie stuff there was one year though I did a killer scarecrow at my job and it involved a lot of burlap being latex directly to my face because I didn't know any better um, <laughs> uh and you know I had hay stuffed in my shirt and, and pockets whatever and you could tell for months where in the call center I had been on Halloween because there was hay everywhere. <laughs> and I'm sure I was a really big fan. I was a really big... Uh, I was not the favorite person of the janitors, I guess is what I'm
2: saying. There was probably a wanted poster out there somewhere, you know?
5: <laughs> right, right. The other thing is, too, is I could always tell who stole my chair, if somebody stole my chair from my my, my desk, because there was always blood on it. Um, <laughs> that's not why I don't work there anymore, um, just to be clear. <laughs>
1: we'll let you continue on your journey of trick-or-treating. What's your candy of choice? What do you hope to get when they open the door and put the bowl out?
5: Really tough because I've got the diabetes now. So mm-hmm. I'm really working with that, but you know, I love me the monster cereal, anything with the monster cereal, make me some uh, like rice crispy style treats, but use the Frankenberry. That's it, man. That's the stuff right there.
1: What count chocolate Frankenberry, which uh,
5: you know, it's always been Frankenberry for me. I've yeah. always liked that artificial strawberry flavor. Yeah. <laughs> Blueberry.
1: Blueberry all the way. I oh, like Blueberry. Blueberry okay, but, was like the stepchild that came later. They had the two, you know, and then, but not as bad as what's the wolf one?
5: Um, uh, they had Fruit Root and Yummy Mummy. Okay. I liked Yummy Mummy a lot, okay. but, you know, it was one of those. They didn't do much with it, so.
2: They did bring it back one year. They brought both of those back one year. Yeah, they, they didn't. I got to say, though. I miss the original formula for the monster cereals. Yeah, I, I vividly remember those, and it's and it's uh, if you could get me a vintage box of, of blueberry, that wouldn't kill me. Um, I would devour that thing top to bottom.
5: <laughs> I keep threatening to, and I haven't done it yet, but maybe maybe I'll do it this year. I'll. I, I keep wanting to get a box of blueberry cereal, and then get a recipe for blueberry muffins, and and mix the two. You make it a a blueberry blueberry muffin just to mm-hmm. see if you pull it off, you know, to have that really artificial blueberry flavor, but still have some real blueberries. So you can say you're being healthy.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, yeah <laughs> a bit of bran in there. Sure. It's healthy. Yeah.
5: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that counts.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> Halloween, man. It's just, I appreciate you guys opening your door to me uh, to come in and say, Hey, and, and trick or treat. So what candy you got for me?
2: Well, we've been giving out King size snicker bars all night.
1: Thank you, Derek, for stopping by. Uh, anything, else, any last words, anything in particular you'd like us to come visit you at?
5: We obviously, the podcast, you know, monsterkidradio.net. We are closing on episode 500 coming up very soon. If if I remember right, I think it actually hits on Thanksgiving Day. So I, I don't know what we're going to do yet. I'm running out of time to figure it out. But obviously, we got the podcast. and. You know, YouTube, you can look at Monster Kid Radio, or It's Pronounced Cook, which is my personal channel. My last name spelled K-O-C-H, so it's, it's pronounced K-O-C-H. Anyway, uh, and I just launched my role-playing game YouTube channel as well, Mr. Dice, and find it there.
2: Well, you know, with, with Dread Media, when they did their episode 666, they went like uh, almost eight hours, so...
5: You yeah, know I'm not doing that.
2: You <laughs> don't have to do the eight hours, because you're only at 500. You can go maybe six hours.
5: I'm sorry, did I just hear Rich offer to edit that episode for me? (laughs)
2: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I couldn't even come up with the word impression, and you want me to be the editor? Go ahead.
5: (laughs) No, I don't know what I'm going to do. I have some things on uh, some recordings from previous events and conferences and monster bashes that I might try to recover. There was that epic monster bash Classic 5 game that we played. Oh, boy.
2: That's a bonus that someday will surface. I know it will.
5: I, I, I haven't even listened to it. I'm terrified to listen to it. <laughs> so we're like three or four different conversations going at once. How many people were there? They were like 12, 15 of us.
2: Yeah, there was a lot.
5: Multiple microphones going at one. Oh, boy. Woo.
2: Great great to participate in. I can't even imagine editing that.
5: Yeah, we'll see.
2: <laughs> well, I'm hey, crazy. thank you for stopping by tonight. We really appreciate it. Yeah.
5: Have a safe and happy Halloween. You guys too and uh, don't don't tell anybody about my secret identity. I've got crime to fight and such, you know. So.
2: Absolutely. We'll keep it secret between us and all of our listeners and all of the potential YouTube watchers. Other than that, nobody'll know.
5: <laughs> Perfect.
2: <laughs> Take care. Take care.
5: Meanro monster out. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Okay, how awesome was that to, to see our, our dear friend, Derek, from
1: Monster Kid Radio? I always feel like he's slumming it, you know, if he appears on our show. I certainly appreciate him doing that. It, it's a true honor to have him.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. We know this is a busy time of year for, for him. Of course, he's doing all sorts of things with his movie streaming and the podcast and stuff. So, yeah, very cool that he took some time out to ring our doorbell. I'm going to throw the question back to you. What is your go-to movie?
1: Well, I'm going to cheat also. Actually, by saying I don't really have one. I watch horror movies year-round. So come to Halloween, it's not necessarily uh, anything new or different. Um, I haven't usually taken the day off to watch movies all day or anything. I sort of aspire to do that some year. But I can pick a movie that would be. This is going to be stereotypical but halloween john carpenter's halloween that just is halloween i i I mean i think it's obvious i don't think i would feel that way if i didn't love that movie so much i mean there's a reason it's not just that it takes place on halloween if i didn't like it i wouldn't watch it uh and i watch it a couple times a year at other times not during halloween this year, though, I, I, I feel behind. I feel like everyone else does have that go-to. So I am going to start a tradition this year. Oh, okay. And I am going to watch Halloween. Now, of course, it can't be that simple. Uh, so what I want to do is build upon that. And there's several different ways you can go, because Halloween is like a Star Trek timeline that diverges and goes different places. <laughs> so, you know, I could watch Halloween 1 and 2, the original, What I think I'm going to do this year is bridge the old with the new. I'm going to watch the original Halloween and then the newest Halloween supposedly ignores all of the sequels. I've been wanting to watch that again. And so I thought that would be a good way to keep the continuity, but sort of go, you know, off. I think maybe next year I'll I'll take that little series in the middle that starts with what Halloween four and and goes for a couple movies and, and goes that way. I'm going to start a tradition. That is my goal, uh, even if I don't have one now. I will say this year, I'm compelled to watch two other movies. One is Hocus Pocus. We've heard about that a lot tonight. I saw it in theaters when it first came out. Didn't particularly care for it. Uh, Haven't seen it since, but peer pressure peer pressure i feel like i missed something and maybe my sensibilities have changed and there are a lot of reasons i should like it i am going to watch that again and then i think the new modern movie that could possibly take place of halloween is trick or treat that more than halloween in fact gives me that nostalgia for what it felt like me going trick or treating i said i had that memory of the idea of going trick-or-treating that's represented for me in those scenes in trick-or-treat with the kids out you know all through the streets Halloween has that to an extent but there's just something about you know trick-or-treat that really makes me feel more nostalgic I'm nostalgic for Halloween because of Halloween and seeing that in the theaters and my experiences of that but trick-or-treat a uh, nostalgia because of the holiday
2: Halloween. I revisited Trick or Treat earlier this year, and I, I love that movie. That's a fun flick. You know, it was kind of surprising. I had forgot about how gory that tends to be. So that's very different, right? Because Halloween, the original, it's not a gory film. I mean, there's not a lot of. I mean, it's it's suspense, and there's implied horror, but it's not bloody and gory like you would think. Trick or treat's very different, but yet I think it almost feels a bit more like Halloween. Like you said, there's th- just the concept of trick or treating and what you see in that one. I will also say that I, I'm curious. You're going to have to talk about your hocus pocus exp- experience. That's a hard word yeah. to say. You know, I resisted that for many years as well. And five years ago, I think, is when I finally, five, six years ago, finally sat down and said, okay, let's let's give this thing a shot. I, I, I enjoyed it, and then I watched it a second time, and I'm kind of like, okay, I can kind of, I get it. The, honestly, that's a new tradition for me. Uh, that's one of Carla's go-tos is Hocus Pocus. We've watched that every year since since we've been together, So, and we will be watching it again. She, she has her own films that she always wants to be exposed to new stuff, but she, she told me specifically Hocus Pocus, Beetlejuice, and The Ghost of Mr. Chicken. And Vincent Price. She, she didn't care which Vincent Price, but those are the films that she said she had to see. Everything else, she's open, she, you know, and I'm introducing her to stuff, but those for her. And Hocus Pocus is fun. So I'm, I'm really curious to what your thoughts are on that. Yeah,
1: My memories of why I didn't like it was the story and something about it. I, I'm not saying it was bad or, or or didn't make sense. I just didn't like it. I don't remember what that was. I don't remember it being particularly funny. So there's two big strikes against it that I'm going to have to get over if I'm going to like it. I don't know. You change it. And how many years has that been out? Was it, yeah, that came out in the nineties. Oh I my think, gosh. So. That, gosh yeah. so I'm a different person now. So
2: I, I have a feeling you'll like it because there's a lot of Halloween vibe in it. Yeah. There's some goofy nineties stuff in there when it comes to the parents at the dance sequence, but I, you know, I do love the 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 was it the Sanderson sisters? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, Bette Midler is really good in it. You know, specifically, and there's there's definitely some fun sequences, and there's definitely a really good Halloween vibe with it. So that that's a movie that I have warmed up to. Again, we're different, right? You know, when you're 20 or 30, some of the things I like back then I still like now, but there's things that I didn't like as much. Jazz music. I didn't really care for jazz music when I was in my 20s. You know, for me, it's become a go-to. I can still rock out. I still love my Metallica. But, you know, if you were to ask me, you've got to pick, I would probably pick jazz music now. Because that always, it calls to me more now. And so, yeah, you get older. Some of your tastes will change. Some won't. I think you'll
1: enjoy it. I've been self-corrected on, on many different things. There is one thing, though, that every time I try to think it's going to be better, never is. Dracula versus Frankenstein. Can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I
2: watched that not too long ago as well. And it, it I know some people love the heck out of it. I'm like, I just, I can't, you know.
1: And I even brought bought the frickin' Blu-ray thinking, okay, I got to make myself like this thing. I haven't watched it yet. I'm not ready. It's been... You know, it hasn't been long enough yet, but when I'm ready to try it again, maybe this will be the time.
2: As, as we've talked, uh, you know, certain films, yeah, sometimes it takes two or three viewings. And as you get older, Paul Nashe, Suspiria, things I just didn't connect with, you know, some Euro horror stuff I just don't connect. With. And we have someone else at the door.
1: It's Steve Turek Steve Hello Steve trick or,
0: trick or treat, smell my feet Give me something good to eat
1: <laughs> What are you up to this Halloween season Steve?
0: Ballister is going to be joining us Oh I will say with Ballister He's joining us on our Halloween episode When we talk about Captain Kronos Vampire Hunter
1: Ooh. Oh excellent choice And what show is this? What, are you, what do you speak of? <laughs>
0: The Diecast Movie Podcast.
1: Oh, is it now just Diecast Die movie, movie Podcast? Did you drop the review?
0: We're going to be dropping the review part because we've been doing interviews, whip reviews, and used to be occasional interviews that our part of our thing, but uh, I added it up one time. I think we did 40% of the movie, uh, our year one was interviews. So it's, we're just going to drop the review part just so people make it a little easier. But it, 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 you could still search it either way.
7: Excellent.
1: I heard you on uh, Monster Kid Radio and Derek kept saying, you know, movie podcast and it made me uncomfortable because I'm like, Derek doesn't even know the name of Steve's podcast. I didn't know you were going through a name change. Congratulations.
0: Oh, thank you. Yeah, we weren't. I didn't know what his episode would be. You know, sometimes you do record those things They come out earlier or later. You don't know. And it it makes it interesting. So it's he beat, us, he beat us. to our name changing thing. Right now, we're on. Um, as we're recording this, it's a little prior. It's um, the Halloween. We're going through that little name change thing. As um, Alistair Hughes has been nice enough to redo our graphic design, so he's going to be altering that because and things like that. So he's alter ultra nice person.
1: Yeah, definitely. Very cool. cool. Tell us what what is the the original concept of your podcast um, before you started doing all the interviews, and we'll talk about those in a sec. What did you originally hope to accomplish?
0: Oh, the point of the podcast, the reason we call Diecast, Die Cast, is we, we cast a die to decide the who's going to pick the movie, and also what genre movie we're going to utilize. And we have um, custom-made dice with different genres on them, so it could be horror one time, it could be documentary, it could be action, it could be adventure, it could be anything number of the 12 and family animation that kind of stuff and um, my son ben my eldest son ben and my oldest daughter Michaela, uh participate with me and um, so it rotates for who gets to pick the movies and sometimes we have guest hosts like we've had jeff Baum when we did um the pirate movie which your is your highest rated
1: episode right
0: <laughs> it's up there um it's, it's not the <laughs> highest rated um but it's the only movie still where somebody's picked the movie to be done where the person who picked the movie did not recommend the movie. So every so often, if people listen to movies, we, like, I sometimes give Jeff a little smack in other episodes like, can you imagine somebody picking a movie and not recommending it at the end?
4: Not <laughs> quite
1: the classic that other people have, have been on to talk about.
0: And we have Rich Chamberlain, we did The Seventh Seal, which for both of us at the time was the first time watching it. That was just a, a cinematic masterpiece rich has done another episode with us that'll be coming out later this year the Beastmaster. you talk about going different picture
1: (laughs) going from one extreme (laughs) to the other with that choice yeah now you have you've done interviews a lot of interviews like you said drop some names who are some of the people you've talked to
0: let's see in, in the classic cars thing i think Probably the first one would be Donnie Dunnigan, you know, from Son of Frankenstein, Tower of London, and of course, The Voice of Bambi. That one was probably the, the funniest one because he had such hilarious stories to share. The most recent one I would probably, and also David Selby, for um, we got to do a Dark Shadows reference in every episode of the Classic Horror Club podcast. So um, that was a pleasant, a joy to talk to him for like an hour or so about his, his different things he's done in his career the most recent interviews of Kirk Christian from the Sinbad movies that were in the seventies. And also he was in horror hospital. So we have that horror connection also, depending on when this goes out, Ron Perlman will be the latest interview that we've had. And of course, Hellboy Kronos and those kind of things. He's been in blade Two. I mean, he's been in a lot of different things, more in the modern era, but depending on how you de- describe modern.
2: When you uh, interviewed ron did did you touch on the the latest Hellboy movie that did not feature him did you did you talk about that at all because I, I feel like he absolutely should have been in that, and I think that's a big reason why that movie is already in the five dollar bin at Walmart.
0: We did talk about the Hellboy movies and, and we, we talked mostly about the two that he was in and the animated um, not really a little bit about the animated. I did mention how he should have been in that one, and he, of course, agreed. But basically, he's looking at it that, that the ship has passed. You know, it, it, it's sailed, it's gone. You know, it, it's one of those things. That I don't think you're go- we're ever going to see him back in the Hellboy role. Um, again, maybe in animation, voice acting, and he had a tremendous amount of credits in voice acting. It, I think it's like a yeah. 75, 100 credit. He's all over the place. He's such a, a tremendous performer. We only got a, a small shot of his career and he agreed to come back next year for another interview and he's going to review a movie with us down the road with Michaela Ben and I. So it's a, uh, so for those of the, a Ron Perlman thing, we have a, a taste, but the one interview and then we'll have the follow-up interview going over more of his things. And then of course we'll see what movie he picks. and he does talk about what he, in, in the interview, what he considers his favorite movie.
1: Very cool. Speaking of favorites, do you have any tradition for Halloween that you or your family always does? Or do you have a, a movie that you watch?
0: Well, it's kind of interesting. When I was growing up in Baltimore City, you know, my brothers and I used to go trick-or-treating the old traditional way, door-to-door. The porch lights on, you can go to them. And then when I got married and we had to build their house, we live in the country, where in, in a rural area where it's nobody's near you. If you tried to walk door to door, you'd be walking for days, you know, it's like, Oh, come on. It's only another mile. We'll get to Mr. Jones's house or something like that. So you, you end up getting in the car and you drive to different houses and usually it's relatives houses. And then you go there and you're in there for like 15 to 30 minutes and each and and all of our children, we get these goodie bags, you know, so so they knew they were coming. So you got to visit all these different relatives and it was an all night experience the one thing when you do that I, I, one time I dressed as Winnie the Pooh in a full Winnie the Pooh costume and Michaela was Tigger so she was in a full Tigger costume and Ben okay. was really young and he was a honeypot or a <laughs> bumblebee um, <laughs> bumblebee with the honeypot if I was carrying him and we went to the first house we go to is my um third great great aunt, my wife's great aunt's house all three of them lived together and you can imagine as a lot of older people do, the temperature of the house had to be in the mid nineties and we're in these full body costumes. And after that experience of being in there for a half hour, I was like, anybody that works at those Disney parks had a much worse than I did. And I was like, how they, you know, how you get in those costumes and stay out in the, the, the Florida the sun or whatever, you know, and, and, and endure that day after day. <laughs> I just can't imagine
2: Years ago, I worked at Sears and they had Winnie the Pooh because that was part of a Sears, you know, kind of co-sponsorship. And when it was like our big, you know, sale day or, you know, sidewalk sale, they have the Winnie the Pooh costume and there would be like the Winnie the Pooh soundtrack playing on the radio all day long, all five songs (laughs) all day long. And there was always... Somebody you know, would get volunteered to play Winnie the Pooh, but they would never do it a second time because you would see how they look when they come out of that costume at the end of a Texas summer day doing a sidewalk sale. They would take off that, that helmet and the inside of that costume was a, a toxic zone of just a multitude of people's sweat just caked inside. That's a horror story in itself. I was asked to do it once and i said are you insane i said there is nothing no i said I, there's no way and they they always so always got like the new kid on the block but i was smart enough by the time they asked me i was like nope not gonna do it so eventually that you know it was always like somebody in the warehouse yeah you know, the new warehouse kid. kids like hey we got something fun for you to do want to be winnie the pooh today yeah that sounds awesome i'll get out of the warehouse and i'll get to Roam around and talk to the people. I was like, "Yeah, in front of the store in 120 <laughs> degree heat."
1: Yeah, no fun. How's your Halloween going to be different this year, Steve? I guess your kids are probably too old for you to drive around to, to relatives' house. Are you, you going to do anything different or special because technically we're not supposed to be out and about?
0: Well, my daughter with my mother-in-law, or her grandmother, my um, wife, you know, I, I, they do they. Every time around Halloween, they always watch two movies, and this has been going on for probably two decades now, at least. And they watch Hocus Pocus, and then they watch. You're, you nobody in a million years would ever guess the second movie. Meet Me in St. Louis. What? Because yeah, because they got that Halloween scene in it, huh. you know, and um. That's also so a those Christmas are the two movie movies too, that they it? watch. <laughs> yes, it is. Well, it goes, you know, because it goes that family for basically, I think, the course of a year, leading yeah, up to the yeah. World's Fair. Yeah, I know she, tells me, she was telling me one of her favorite Halloween movies is Meet Me in St. Louis, and I gave her the same look that Jeff just did, like, who would ever think of that? What has Halloween in it? It's, like, yeah, it's not really a Halloween, but that's my opinion. And but, but she has a lot of memories watching that with her grandmother, and they're going to be doing that again this year. So for her, it's going to be the same thing. They're going to watch those two movies, so for her, it's like no change at all. I mean, really, as Jeff just said, because they're older, I mean, really, it's not going to change anything. Um, we just won't have any relatives come to our house to pick up their little goodie bags, you know, for, for um, trick-or-treating and that kind of thing. So it's um, you know, not much really to say. I know it's a Saturday. Halloween's on a Saturday this year. So I'll probably be doing some stuff with my wife. We'll probably be watching things. And um, she doesn't usually watch horror films or there's traditional Halloween films so that'll probably be watching whatever she wants to watch.
1: Well, you got to let her let you squeeze in one.
0: All right. All right. Well, Jeff, you don't live here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. Hey, if I did, man, I, we'd be watching some good movies all day long.
0: And, I'm, and, and the, the movies that you'll pick will be good movies. You know. <laughs> yeah. Happy house. Happy spouse, happy house.
2: <laughs> I remember those Halloweens of trying to convince uh, convince my wife, Jerry, and she was not a Halloween. She did not do the scary movie thing. That's my fault, though. I think our second year of marriage, I scared her with a Chucky doll. I, I think I've told this story before where I had a, the little Chucky doll and put it in the bed, and she pulled back the covers, and there was Chucky staring at her and <laughs> – that ruined that for the rest of, of uh, our marriage. So she she never did. One year she she finally agreed to watch Something Wicked This Way Comes, and then we went started watching Halloween, and she's I think hung in there for maybe the first thirty minutes, and then yeah, that was that. She kind of began wandering around the house and doing things, and that was the that was the extent of it. I know I know where you're coming from. Thankfully, Carla is absolutely into halloween so we've been doing the classics that that's what we're i'm off halloween week there will be plenty of classics i I will watch a few for you i will think of you
0: well we probably i might be able to talk her into watching one the one i know she likes and that's arsenic and old lace with carrie grant
2: oh yeah yeah that's a classic yeah that's said i don't really consider the
0: horror film but it's spooky it's nice it's cool it's got Cary grant one of the best actors ever
2: you need to find um, – I think it's the the TV version that has um, Tony Randall in it. Have you seen that?
0: I know there's one version that's on Amazon Prime.
2: Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, it put that in um, – because yeah. it's got Boris Karloff in it, I think, doesn't
7: it?
0: I haven't watched it yet. I was, I was putting off waiting to watch it when – Yeah, um, I think, yeah, I think Karloff, it, I'll be at work, and I'll watch it at work.
2: Yeah, I think Karloff is in that one. That and that another TV special he did, Heart of Darkness – in that same time period resurfaced a few years ago and, and I snatched him up. The arsenic and the lace one is that it's, I have to admit, not quite as good as the Cary Grant one because Tony Randall is not quite as good as Cary Grant in that role, but he's, it's good. It's worth checking out.
0: So you guys understand, I'm not like always worried that it's Halloween. I got to watch something that's Halloween related because I got it all year. So I just, it's, yeah. you know, I put in the movie I want to watch at that time and I don't feel like, Oh, I have to watch it It's like miracle on 34th street. I don't have to wait till Christmas to watch that. I mean, if I feel like sticking it in and watching the original one you know i I'm, I'm just going to put it in and watch it at that time. same thing with Halloween type movies and those kind of things. It's three hundred sixty five or three hundred and sixty six days in a year, and I could just any and if you put it in any big Halloween I saw
1: that day is Halloween if Halloween is in your heart. <laughs> Well, we're going to let it I go. Think. We know you've got to make the rounds and get some more candy. I don't think you ever did tell us what your favorite candy is, did you?
0: Uh, no, because there is no favorite candy right now.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, well Jeff, that's just a wonderful way
2: just to kind of like. That's the second it to time it. I've done that. <laughs> <laughs> I did that with Derek as well.
0: Hey, can you tell thanks, us thanks what your
1: favorite
2: candy is?
0: For, hey, Jeff, thanks for twisting the knife <laughs> in my back. You know, it's just, it's just so nice. <laughs>
1: I'm so insensitive. Steve, thank you very much. All the support.
0: To meet you, Jeff (laughs) wants to go to Minnesota. He wants to see you.
1: (laughs) Thank you for all your support for calling in and leaving feedback. We appreciate that, and and we wanted to be sure and have you on for our Halloween extravaganza. So, (laughs) well, I guess that was it. Nope. Yep. Well, thank you, Steve. We've heard you many times on the podcast. It was good to see you. Um, I hope your stomach is feeling better. I feel badly now. I kind of stole his thunder about the whole we watch movies all year round. We don't really do it on Halloween. Great minds think alike. What can I say? Absolutely. Absolutely. Great to finally uh,
2: well, not meet you. We've, we've met you before, but to see you after all this time. And so, uh, again, I will say this, Sincerely hope that uh, we get a chance to see each other face-to-face in uh, 2021.
1: Rich, my last question for you is, this year, it's a very different year. Maybe, you know, you have a a tradition as an adult, maybe you don't, but what are you going to do this year for Halloween to celebrate Halloween? You know, I'm I'm taking
2: a vacation week, and so uh, there's going to be a lot of, of movie watching and some audio listening probably my my wish list is is too long for the time that we've got allotted but hopefully listen to a few records from bleak december some audio productions that i have carla loves audio she loves old-time radio so probably listen to a few shows that i've i've had on the blog this month she's been really enjoying those we've also got some stuff from there's a, a group out of Topeka, Kansas. They, they produce a show, I think, once a year for Channel 11, KTWU, the PBS affiliate in Topeka. Essentially, they do an hour-long live, old-time radio-like program. Kind of like when you and I went to go see you know Rex Dexter. And I knew Carlo really enjoyed that. So I said, have hey, these. These are on their, their the PBS app. I've been wanting to, I saw one years ago. I thought it was cool. Introduced her to it. She loves it. And so it's like watching an old time radio show being produced. So you see the guys doing the sound effects and uh, they, they have quite a few of them, actually. Some traditional visible man, I think is one of them, you know, but then they, they do some Edgar Allan Poe, some original stories. We've watched a few of those. We're going to watch some more of those going to watch a lot of movies uh, in the next week there's going to be hocus Pocus and Ghost to mr chicken we're going to finish up the mummy movies i think we've got maybe a couple more hammer um uh, you know just a a, a a wide variety and a lot of vincent price in the next week we've been saving vincent price for the end of the month we don't get a lot of trick-or-treaters here and this year being what it is we've decided we're just not going to turn the light on uh, because I just don't know that we'd get anybody, and uh, so we're we're going to be the old scrooges, I guess. But there's just not very many kids in the neighborhood, and being the year that it is, uh, we just decided we'll turn the light off and just enjoy and watch movies. Yeah, and, and spend some time with my grandson this week. We got Jensen a couple of days this week. Guarantee he's going to watch some some cartoons this week. You know, he's going to watch. It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Whether he knows what's going on or not, he'll he'll enjoy it. Got a few other animated stuff I, I want to watch. Probably maybe Hotel Transylvania. You know, watch it one of the days we have him. Have it going on in the background. I guess mostly centered around movies. I'm going to be reading. I'm going to be reading Steve Sullivan's book this week. Fright Favorites with David Skull. I'm going to work my way through that this week. Since I'm on vacation, I'm going to have plenty of time. Read some horror comics finishing up the creep series that I got the latest issue of that. And I've, I've got, I think, two more issues and I'm caught up on that. I've been perpetually behind. And so I can check another one off the list and then maybe head down to the lower levels and dig up some of my monster comics, some random titles. I have got some old Marvel monster titles that I've, I've got to work my way through, like Oh, gosh. What is it?
1: You mean like Werewolf by Night Frankenstein? Or do you mean like their anthology?
2: I've got I'm going to dig into some of their anthologies, the ones that you can just do random ones rather than just start a whole nother series because I'm working my way through the shadow right now. I kind of put that on the back burner this month, but I'm going to dive back into that. So Tomb of Dracula, Werewolf by Night coming. I'll be reading those down the pike, but probably Tower of Shadows. I think I've got Plenty of Witching Hour. You know, I recently finished up that series. So um, I probably read maybe a fourth. Uh, and then I started filling in all the gaps. And so I've got plenty of Witching Hour to read. So I'm going to go down and dig some of those up and read those this week. That's what I've got coming up. Plenty of time in the next week that I planned it that way. Uh, if I can't travel, I'm going to just hang out at home. It's going to be cold and turn on the fireplace, watch movies and, and read and just have a good week. That sounds wonderful.
1: And the doorbell rings again. They just keep on coming. They do. Let's see who this is.
7: Trick or treat.
1: Oh, my gosh. Wow, this guy needs some candy. <laughs> I was gonna say the same thing. We need to give him two
2: giant size Snicker bars. Uh, hey,
7: that's good. No, no fun size for me, man. Come on.
2: All right, so let's see. Time Shifters well, podcast. Yeah, we got. That's a big clue.
7: Yeah, I thought it might make it a little easier. Yeah, a little bit the, easier. Yeah, the, the wall,
1: the uh, signs on the wall though, could be a little misleading. I see a lot of Mim stuff there, so. Maybe yeah. Chris Mim has a Time Shifters t-shirt. He could.
7: Well, I don't know. Be, Who- that would be really great, but no, sadly, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> to me, it's Christopher Page, host of the Time Shifters podcast and Orphan Entertainment. Thought oh, I'd hey. stop by and say hey.
2: Hey, Welcome. Happy, Halloween. happy Halloween.
7: Yeah, you too. As you can tell, I take Halloween pretty seriously. Uh, I'm I'm still working on my costume my invisibility thing my invisible man outfit not quite ready but you know I gotta work with what I got
2: yeah I was gonna say you're closing in on it you're you're (laughs) like uh I'm feeling like I'm in the last like 10 second frame shot of the invisible man or uh invisible man returns
7: yeah yeah well getting there getting there
1: (laughs) what's new how are you doing
7: going well it's been a bit busy month uh you know we over here at the time shifters we're doing the 31 nights of halloween thing again this year so we're watching a horror film or halloween themed movie or something every night through october i did it last year it is very random um this That's year really we happened. yeah this this year we uh we actually came up with a list so we could could spend a little less time trying to find something to watch every uh, every night Cause that was definitely an issue last night. I'd spend a half an hour just trying to decide on what I was going to watch.
2: <laughs> yeah, I did the same thing with Carla and I, she, she has seen some classics, but there's a lot she hasn't seen. So I, I made the list.
7: Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Got yeah, that's, really that's, kind of a, a mixed bag of films. It's, you know, we've yeah. got films that we've both seen and enjoy. We've got films that one of us have seen and the other hasn't. And, uh, and, and, and a few films that neither one of us had seen. And uh, yeah, it's, it's so far, it's been, well, it's been a mixed bag. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Any so, revelations? Did you, have you discovered something that was fantastic?
7: Uh, let's see. So far. Yeah. Um, now, now that you ask me that, I'm blanking on the yeah. name of the title. How it works. That works. That's exactly. That's always how it works. A little disappointed. I just, we both recently watched a uh, Adam's Family Halloween reunion movie. It was made so for I- TV.
2: I saw you talking about it. Yeah,
7: really, really not good. That was disappointing. Were you um, really
1: disappointed though? Did you have high expectations for that? <laughs> I
7: I had hopes. Oh, I had yeah. hopes.
1: Yeah,
7: it was fun to see a lot of the cast back together. John Aston, just I mean, it's 11 years after the original show was canceled, and John Aston just looks like he just settled right back into the role. I'm really mm-hmm. wondering if he really was Gomez Adams. <laughs> yeah.
2: I'm going to say they had most of the original cast in that. I think because wasn't Ted Cassidy was still lurch, wasn't he?
7: Yep. Yeah. He was there. I think the only one that didn't appear was uh, the woman that played uh, uh grandmama. Yeah. She was ill and then died just like a year or two later, but everyone yeah, else returned, makes... including the kids.
2: Oh, wow. Yeah. I I saw that years ago and it's a novelty. Yeah. On the list that you haven't seen yet, what's your most anticipated film that you want to check out?
7: I'm gonna to have to like actually try to pull up my list. <laughs> it wasn't. Ex- <laughs> didn't <laughs> I didn't
6: know you were gonna be not... tested, did you?
7: <laughs> no. Oh, it's gonna be taking too long to to do that. I'm more looking forward to seeing some of what uh, my co-host Tom thinks of some of the films that I've chosen because I've picked out some things that he's, of course, never. He's never delved into the luchador films. And so I have a Santo and Blue Demon film on the list. So I'm real curious to see what he thinks of that. Uh, It it is a, it's not for everybody (laughs) to say the least. So it'd be really interesting to see what he thinks about it.
1: That particular title or the whole genre?
7: Well, I think the the one I chose is a Santo and Blue Demon against Dracula and the Wolfman, I think it's called.
2: I have um, not seen that one yet. That's on my list. I actually just purchased it.
7: It's it's actually one of my favorites because it's it probably, I think it was one of the first ones I watched. And it's the one where there's just scenes of Santo and Blue Demon, and they're wearing just, you know, like turtleneck sweaters and, and, and sport jackets. Mm-hmm. And, of course, they're luchador masks. And they're sitting around playing cards and tea. And it's one of those things where you just, what the heck am I watching? This is serious. This is what they do. and I just really enjoyed it. It's, it's pretty uh, insane movie. The ending is kind of just blows your mind, I think. And I I don't know. I just, it's one of my favorites. So that was a perfect one with the monster theme and everything to put for Halloween.
2: Yeah. So have you seen Santo versus the blob?
7: Yes. That's
2: (laughs) a fun one, isn't it?
7: (laughs) Yeah. That's a little crazy. Santo meets the guys having, you know, Tickle party under the tarp, yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that's that's a perfect description. Yeah, that's there, uh, that's probably been the roughest one that I've seen. Is that one? That was uh, they had a budget of a dollar twenty
1: on that.
7: And yeah, and that was the tarp, and then uh, everything yeah. else. Who knows?
1: Any of these movies are they traditions? Do you watch them every year, no matter what, or do you try to shake it up?
7: I actually tried to not do the ones that I've like. I think there were several that I watched last year that were, that I felt were kind of like go-tos. And this year I tried to kind of steer away from those. Although Tom ended up adding one onto the list, the house on haunted Hill with Vincent price, the original house on haunted Hill, which I think is, I really think that's a easy go-to and kind of a must watch this time of year. It's, yeah. it's one of the most perfect Halloween movies that I can think of.
2: Yeah, I would agree. Ghost of Mister Chicken is another one that has become a an annual tradition for me. I, it's not it's not spooky, but it's Don Knotts and, and it's just lighthearted fun. So for I me, I can't
7: I, say I've seen that one.
2: Oh wow! Really? Wow, that's it's got great music, and uh, if you love Don Knotts,
7: I do. Getting, I do.
2: Him getting scared the whole way through. It's just he's classic Don. He's like done in '66, so. I think he was still doing, or had just left, the Andy Griffith show. Yeah, I so, encourage yo, you, check it out. Check it out, Prime Prime
7: Don Knotts. So yeah, I will definitely check that out.
2: Yeah, it's the the best of his movies. He did a few other funny ones, and then some were pretty forced. That one, there's nothing forced about it. It just kind of flows, and it takes place in Kansas, so
1: that that alone should scare you. So. <laughs> How about outside of the silver screen? Do you have any family traditions or anything you do? Of course, this year may be different. Maybe you're having to yeah, yeah. do something different this year.
7: We're trying to kind of keep it normal, but adapt. Uh, we, th- our neighborhood is a really big trick-or-treat neighborhood. Uh, we get something like on an, at a regular Halloween, we can get anything two to 300 kids come wow. by trick or treaters. This year we don't know really what to expect, but we don't want to not do something. So we still decorate the house. We've got the we got some decorations outside. We're going to do a pre-made goodie bag kind of thing. We'll we will we we've, we've got candy and we'll just we'll wrap them up and we'll just have them on a table and try to do like a a uh, little bit like you go to the store, you know, you have a, a little uh queue that comes up and everyone goes has to come single file grab one go out the entrance and an exit through a a, through like a little queue and we'll we'll just try it that way because we can't not do something
2: that's a good idea yeah yeah we we live in a neighborhood where last year we got two trick-or-treaters so ouch yeah it's it's mostly uh Either young people without kids or, or retirees. We live kind of in, in a suburb. Now yeah, we're, I'm thinking, thinking this year we probably won't get any, unfortunately, which is kind of sad.
7: Yeah, we're real lucky that we're in a neighborhood with a lot of kids. And then there are several neighborhoods kind of surrounding us. And some of, the, of those neighborhoods aren't exactly the best of neighborhoods. So the kids kind of get trucked in. And I don't mind because you know if we can provide a safe place for kids to come trick or treating, then you know so much the better.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. That's that's cool. Jeff, are I you? Ex- th- do you expect anyone ringing your doorbell there? And uh, probably not An apartment building. I I don't know. Doubtful.
7: Yeah, apartment buildings are pretty uh i remember trying to trick-or-treat at an apartment building once and yeah you get maybe like three people everyone else either you know they don't have anything or they don't open the door i'll have
1: candy don't get me wrong because it's knock <laughs> <a candy laughs>
7: on the door
1: you
7: know so. and it's all candy that you like i'm sure exactly,
1: yeah <laughs> yeah are you, gonna, are you gonna pull a bill mize
2: where you're just gonna sit there watching halloween and eating your candy as <laughs> <Yeah. the
7: doorbell? laughs> occasionally occasionally throw a mike and ike at somebody right yeah
1: <laughs> 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 Well, you probably want to get around and trick or treat some other places. Thanks yeah, for stopping. Yep. By.
7: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go and try to one more mix of my formula before I head out. Uh, but otherwise, uh, yeah, I'm just gonna go out and see if I can't find some some good treats and find some more, you know, fun well, better than fun size. I want I want the full size that you guys are given. All,
1: All right. right. Anything special we should look for besides the regular podcasts? Uh, anything you wanna point out?
7: Well, like I said, the uh, the 31 Nights of Halloween is going to all accumulate into a big episode in early November. We're actually going to take the rest of October off. We'll have an episode coming up uh, mid-October, which was part of our 31 Nights of Halloween, where we watched Signs with uh, Mel Gibson not that fun of a movie if you ask me but more on that when we when you listen to the episode but then we decided we'd take the rest of the month off so we didn't have to try to cram in a recording and try to watch a movie and everything all in one night and then we're all gonna we're gonna get together in november and discuss all the movies we watched most of it's gonna be like we watched this we didn't like it or we liked this and it's not gonna gonna try to keep it short and sweet but there's definitely going to be a few movies where we're going to have to go off and go down the rabbit holes and and talk about a little bit
2: great well that's that's that sounds like fun and sometimes going down the rabbit holes the that's that's a can be a fun journey or a scary one so
7: right yep 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 we run
1: that on our podcast we stick to the script and
7: no (laughs) tangents ever i can't believe you can even say that with a straight face
1: (laughs) I'm not,
2: I'm laughing because I was like, there's, there's no way
7: nope. over on orphan entertainment. If I can plug that one uh, in October, we recorded an episode and it'll be dropping. It will have dropped in October call, uh, called the devil's hand, which isn't necessarily a scary film, but Hey, it's got the right title. Is
2: it like but, 60 is that 61, 1961?
7: I believe that's about right. Yes.
2: I saw that years ago. I don't remember anything about it.
7: Well, it does have the man that played Commissioner Gordon from the 1966 Batman. Oh, wow. <laughs> as, as a cult leader.
2: Wow. Now I'm, do- I'm drawing a total blank. Now that's yeah. just not ringing a bell at all, but you're piquing my interest.
7: Yeah. Neil Hamilton, if I have that name right, I don't have it right in front of me.
2: I think, uh, yeah, I think that's correct. Yeah.
7: That was a real interesting cast. We're only used to seeing him as the the stalwart and, and, and trustworthy Commissioner Gordon. To suddenly see him as the the very evil cult leader, it's like, wow, that's quite the turn. And he does it really well.
1: So that's not that many years before Batman, five years or so. Does he look the same or does he look?
7: Oh, yeah. No, awesome? he's, he's very recognizable.
1: That would be then disorienting.
7: <laughs> yes. Yes. You really wonder if Batman knew about Commissioner Gordon's dark past.
1: Dark
2: past. I can't say that I've ever seen him in a movie. Now, I know the actor who played Alfred, he pops up in movies, especially in the 40s.
7: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Even though he looks younger, he still looks like Alfred and nine times out of 10 acts like Alfred.
7: Yeah, this was the first time I'd seen Neil Hamilton in anything else. And we discussed that on the show. I was like, obviously, he's an actor and he's done other things. But it's still in your head. You're thinking, no, no, he's done this. He was Commissioner Gordon, and that's all. <laughs> so it is very odd. To watch him in anything else.
2: I may have to dust that one off. Yeah, you're, yeah. You're, yeah, you're piquing my interest in that. I may have to sneak that in uh, in tonight's movie lineup. And, and well, uh, it's
7: yeah, it's nice. It's not a long. It's a nice brief watch. I think it's just a little over an hour. Easily, you can easily find it. It's on YouTube. Uh, especially it's on the Orphan Entertainment YouTube page. Plug, plug, plug.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, awesome.
2: Okay. Well, thank you for that recommendation. Yeah. yeah
7: no problem. No problem. And, uh, you know, thanks for uh, entertaining me for a little bit. And uh, thanks for the great candy.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We'll send you all <laughs> Take care away. out there.
2: Yeah. Stay safe.
7: Keep in touch. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Stay safe. And uh, when when you have a nose, wear a mask. <laughs> <laughs> And lungs.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Happy Halloween.
7: Yeah, Happy Halloween, everybody. Take care. Bye, guys.
2: How great again to see our our dear friend Christopher Page. Uh, Again, another Monster Bash friend and uh, someone we have not seen since last year. So we hope to, to be able to reconnect with him again, maybe next year. Thank you for ringing our doorbell.
1: You watched the movie that he recommended, The Devil's Hand. I did. Yeah, how was that? I really enjoyed it. I did. Yeah, I, I was glad he mentioned it. So,
2: give me give me a chance to 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 check it out. All right. So, I'm going to throw the question back to
1: you. What are you doing this Halloween? I sat down to think about it this a little bit, and surprisingly, quite a bit. Uh, I do want to call out that I feel like a, a tradition was blooming, and that was going to the Kaufman Center with you to see a silent movie uh, with the live organ playing. Uh, of course, this year they aren't doing that, uh, not to mention the fact that I moved. However, I believe that would be something I would go back for uh, to do that annually. So maybe next year. I wholeheartedly
2: hope that they do that. I, I, Yeah, I sincerely hope that that next year we can do that. That was a fun thing that you and, and Carl and I did. And, and uh, I really hope that they we can all get together again next year and do that.
1: So some of the other things I'm doing, I've been doing all month. Uh, you are doing this as well. We are participating in the Welcome to Your Nightmare Haunted Walk. This is something that Vin, uh, Victoria Price is sponsoring, and um, we signed up for an app and we walk uh, three thousand steps a day. You have to. Yeah. To- uh, we are traveling the world when we reach a milestone and go so many. It's not necessarily that you go three thousand steps, but you know, when you reach a certain milestone on any day, you have traveled to a new spot on the map. You can follow your progress on the map and then you get a a link to a video at those milestones. Uh, So that has been fun and gotten, congratulations by the way, I haven't looked lately. So I assume you're still doing it every day. You've been doing fantastic on that. Yeah, and I wanna say thank you to
2: you. Look, I'm a festively plump guy uh, and I have been for a long time. Yet I remain weirdly healthy in ways that I I don't have high blood pressure. I don't have diabetes. I should. I don't. But obviously, as I'm getting older in this year in particular, I'm feeling the extra weight more than I have in previous years. So I have been I should have done this in the spring, right, when the pandemic hit. But when you sent that to me, that was that inspiration that for whatever reason, That clicked. Um, Other encouragements and things that other people have done, I always kind of start and then I stop. I start and I stop. I'm actually proud of myself on this. I was averaging only like 1,100 steps a day. I work from home, right? And it's like I wake up, I I walk down the hall, and I'm at work. I'm averaging over 3,000 steps a day. I think that's a win, right? I've I've tripled my my steps. I actually just talked about this with Carla. My knee I, I screwed up my knee in, in June and that was also kind of a thing is like I you know I wouldn't have screwed it up if I wouldn't have had the extra weight. I'm actually feeling it's feeling better as I've been walking every day. I'm not pushing myself it's doing I'm kind of a slow and steady win's the race kind of thing and I can honestly say that I'm feeling a little bit. I don't know that I've if I've lost any weight, Honestly, I decided I wasn't going to keep track of that at first. I just wanted to do, get into a routine. So yeah, this thing is you have to do 26 out of 31 days where you do 3,000 steps a day and you have to do 21,000 steps in a week. So it, it builds in, you've got basically one off day a week. And I have taken advantage of that, but I, both days, I think I hit like 1,500 steps or whatever, but I did intentionally, you know, say, you know what, one day a week. If I hit 3,000, fine. If I don't, I've got that day that I can take off. Uh, I've hit my goal every day. Uh, I've exceeded it. I will continue to do that past the end of the month. The Vincent Price video things and stuff has been cool. But the best part is I've gotten into a routine and a mindset of I need to hit 3,000 steps. And there's been a couple of nights. It's 8 o'clock. And I haven't hit those steps. And I got my happy little ass downstairs on the treadmill. And I walked 10 or 15 minutes to make sure I got those steps.
1: Perfect opportunity to listen to podcasts or old time radio shows. And I tell you what, that's my motivation. I've been whining like a baby the last few months that I'm so behind because I'm never in my car anymore. Well, except when I go on a trip, but daily, you know, during the week. So that's my time I can devote to listening to podcasts. That, that's my motivation. Uh, another thing I did, maybe last week, I'm not sure, is uh, I attended an online course. Oh, yeah, it yeah. Was at the Miskatonic Institute. And I am going to just read a blurb here so I properly explain what this is. But the Miskatonic Institute of Horror Studies, established in 2010 to offer classes in horror history, theory, and production with branches in London, New York, and Los Angeles. So this is, uh, I I like to think of it as a horror college They they, you know, have physical spaces where they do these programs. And of course, they've gone online because of the pandemic. And uh, you can go to their website, MiskatonicInstitute.com and see their programs. I attended one called Monster Vampire Cannibal, Queer Horror and the Gothic. And it was presented by a woman named Laura Westengard, who is a professor. I mean, this is very academic, and this, <laughs> I have to say, a, a little bit was over my head, a very academic approach, and it, the subject matter was a little different than I thought. Queer horror, uh, I, I was thinking gay, uh, not necessarily. Queer is anything other than the norm. So all kinds of people, uh, very inclusive, but it also focused a lot more on art than actual movies, so it wasn't quite what I thought, but uh, definitely was interesting. I, I like to pretend I was taking a, a class, you know, in, in, in horror. And I, I think the whole concept of it is really cool. And there is one coming up in December, I think, that I can't remember if I got a ticket yet, but I believe you're going to have some interest in as well.
2: Yeah, the one on uh, World War I horrors, the author who was here,
1: was it a year ago? I think, yeah, a year ago. For those that are interested, the, the author is W. Scott Poole. And this program is called Wasteland, The Great War and the Origins of Modern Horror. Definitely uh, something interesting. And of course, when we had our uh, guest, David J. Scull, uh, he we talked a little bit about World War One being such a catalyst, I guess, for, for modern horror. So that should be really good. Another thing I've been doing, and I'll plug myself uh, on this very same YouTube channel. I have been doing a daily favorite scene from a classic horror film. That's been a lot of fun. I, I probably already said this, but I, I thought I wasn't going to participate in the countdown to Halloween this year. And then I just found that I had to do something and we were working on this video channel. So I decided to give that a try and that's been fun. This is very interesting, Rich. I want to talk to you about it offline. I, as this is going on and I know I'm not usually a big, person for watching number of views and all that. But I got to thinking, I wonder if this could be used as an unofficial like way to uh, rank popularity of these horror movies. You know, if it gets more views, perhaps that's a more popular movie. And so I have been kind of tracking the numbers for that and very sad and very interesting. Some of the results of that. So uh, maybe we'll report that in the future, but I have to spoiler alert say, Want to take a stab at what the most popular, almost by twice, video has been? Oh, gosh. I, you know, I'm, I, I, I've been well, watching I know I'm expecting you to, to list them well, all. I'm
2: trying all to, like, mentally though. remember all the movie clips yeah. that you've shown. I'll, I'll i tell you. I know, I know that Mothra is probably <laughs> the least watched.
1: <laughs> Although, that was only blocked in some countries, and it actually has four views from somewhere. I don't know where,
2: but... Well um, it could have been, yeah, four views before they blocked it. Yeah. No, yeah. no, it
1: wasn't. It was a long oh, time, no, one, 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 cool. one, and
2: then it jumped. So Yeah, YouTube's so weird. I, I
1: I don't I don't know. What what's the most watched? House of Dark Shadows. Well, that's cool. Well, now, I'll tell you though, I try to tailor where I post it on social media. And if I post a Vincent Price, you know I'm on a couple of Vincent Price groups. I'll post it there. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Dark Shadows. Let me, this tells me something about the fan base of Dark Shadows. And by the way, the way I built up those thousand viewers that I mentioned earlier is largely from little clips of Dark Shadows that I've posted. That's just a, that's got to be a huge fan base.
2: Yeah, I I would think there's certain videos that if you do a video on Dark Shadows or Doctor Who or Star Trek, it's going to pop up. When somebody's just gonna do a random search. And so it you you it's like a a gateway, a doorway into a potential plethora of viewers, right? That that it makes total sense. I mean, anyone doing a random search for dark shadows may have pulled up your video and discovered it that way, or as you said, that group on Facebook, you might be getting a lot of 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 uh of visitors from there. So that's cool, though. Very cool. And
1: the sad part of that is the ones that are getting the lowest views. It's the older the movie goes, the fewer views. Yeah. Dark House. Um, oh, there was another one. It broke my heart that it wasn't getting more views. But anyway.
2: Well, you know, that makes sense, though, because, I mean, yeah. the, there's a lot of older people who still watch those movies are less likely to be doing the YouTube yep. thing. Sadly, that, that makes sense. These, these young whippersnappers just don't know what
1: they're missing by gum. (laughs) And so real quick, then three things that are coming up for me in the future that I'm going to participate in. One is, um, I just got an email today from me TV with their Halloween lineup all week long. Um, it actually started this will be posted Monday. It's been going for a couple days, but Halloween episodes of all the the shows they show on there. Uh, Highlights for me, uh, we've already missed it. The Vincent Price episode episode of The Love Boat was on. Um, Vincent Price is on Friday night, I believe, on the Carol Burnett and Friends. So there's a couple good things like that. This, though, has me intrigued. Thursday night, there is apparently an episode of The Waltons, where the kids get out the Ouija board. And uh, this is called, this episode is called The Ghost Story. I don't remember, a lot of Walton's episodes, oddly, I remember are, the house fire. I'll never get that out of my mind when their house caught on fire. I oh, don't yeah, remember yeah. the Ouija board episode. <laughs> Seemed so not Waltons
2: anymore at that point. You piqued my curiosity. Well, I'm recording it for sure. I am going to have to take a look at that. And that's, that's beyond
1: interesting. <laughs> I plan to do one of these online events. Uh, there is a dark shadows Halloween reunion that is going to be virtual. I started to say our friend Ansel Farage, I don't believe I have talked to him, but he's in our same circle of friends okay. and we've, you know, he directed Loon Lake, which I absolutely loved with David Selby. He's hosting this with, It looks to me like if you look at the little picture on Facebook, more surviving cast members of dark shadows than I really was aware have still survived (laughs) that I'm really looking forward to that. It's an hour long program that is on Saturday night, nine o'clock Eastern time. Don't actually know where I think maybe Facebook, but uh, you can look up Ansel Farage and uh, I'm sure you'll see it linked to all your normal pages on Facebook that you go to in your groups. And then finally on Sunday, uh, day after Halloween, but that's the only time I can get tickets. And we better hope that I like Hocus Pocus because my daughter and I are going to a Hocus Pocus drag brunch. Oh my gosh. Okay. She's gone to some of these drag brunches. She said, they're really fun. They do different themes. They did a Shits Creek. They do, um, Oh, whatever's popular. You know, they'll do it. And I assume they the waiters and waitresses dress up like characters from whatever it is you're going to. Maybe there's a little show. Uh, I'm not sure. But uh, Hocus Pocus, Drag Brunch, I will be on. when I'm suffering my Halloween hangover, uh, I'll be um, <laughs> stretching it out a little more. Having a little bit of the hair of the dog that bit me, you know. That, that sounds fun. That sounds interesting. Yeah. I mean, that sounds so, I, I don't know. I started out thinking... Oh, not doing much, but I, I think it's a pretty good Halloween this year. Yeah.
2: You know, I mean, I am I'm, I'm actually, as you said earlier, I mean, like my week is not going to be traveling and doing all this stuff for me. Just it's, it is me, right. A week of just no work. Cause I know work has been busy for you. It's been busy mm-hmm. for me. This past week was beyond crazy. And I'm like, I made it to the home stretch barely. And I'm like, okay, nine days of just relaxing and chilling and watching movies and reading and music. And I don't know, for me, you know, as I've gotten older, it's like, I love to travel and I miss doing movies and things, but I'm also really enjoying kind of the downtime and getting caught up on some, there's always huge stacks of movies and books and things to do. And I'm working my way through slowly and and I'm enjoying it. I got to say one thing, or I forget, a tradition that's been something that's been done for like the last 10 years or so. Something that, that I discovered is listening to a, uh, a, I have four episodes of a Halloween radio show done by uh, a guy by the name of Troy Date. I met Troy virtually through the B-movie cast. Troy used to do a radio show back in the 90s called the, I think the radio program with no name. It was more of like a, a little bit of a punk music kind of alternative vibe, but he would do a Halloween show, and his Halloween shows are awesome. I mean, they've got clips of like you know some of the little Snoopy clips. There's movie trailers. There's classic fifties rockabilly Halloween music. Uh, I think the Zachary music that he did is is featured in there. Uh, some some punkish Halloween stuff. It's a funky 30-minute show. And I know the first three, I think, came from his radio program. The fourth one he did um, shortly after he got married, and, and his wife joined him, and they basically recreated the show. Years ago, we had a website. They were available. That website has since gone, and he left Facebook, and I lost track of him, but we reconnected on Instagram. He has since back on Facebook. He used to do some of the music shows for the B Movie Cast when Vince was uh, on his nuclear winter, when he'd be gone for you know six weeks. So people who listen to the B Movie Cast know who Troy is. Well, Troy has resurrected one of his his Halloween shows, and he's put it on YouTube and he's added uh, videos to it. So it's the actual program with some video enhancements. And so if you go to YouTube and do a search for Troy's Halloween show. You will find it. You know, it's, it's something fun. It's different. I've had them on my iPhone for a decade now. And as as we're traveling, or as I've traveled, I, it seems like I always try to listen to a few each year. Some of the songs repeat every year. So you can't do all four all in the same setting because there'd be some repetitiveness. But there's a lot of unique stuff in each episode. Check it out. I don't know if there's any place you can find the other shows, but at least there's one available Uh, for you to check out and maybe if that gets some some response, maybe Troy will do the same thing to his other shows. I know that I reached out to him and said, man, I still listen to these every single year. I'm so thankful I downloaded copies of them and he's very, very thankful for that. That's my recommendation for you. If you want something a little different, you like a little quirky music and some cool stuff, Troy's Halloween show on YouTube.
1: Geez, another one. Wow. It's kind of late, but, you I know, know it. Well. Well, let's, let's answer the door. It. Hello, Stella. Hi. Hi, Stella. You're not I like deep. your costume. Yeah. That is
4: so cool. Hey. Hi, oh, you're growling. Is it yeah, yep. She now she's just checking herself out. Oh, sorry, she's taking over. I knew this was good. <laughs> what, what do you say on Halloween, Stella? Yeah, what do you say on Halloween? You know. No. Oh, are you howling? What does a wolf say? What does a wolf do? What does wolf say? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> good job, <laughs> job Boo Boo.
1: Jonathan, do you have any movies that you watch regularly that's a a yearly tradition?
4: Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, I mentioned before, yeah, she loves The Descent. So we watch that every year, um, which is such a and it's amazing. That was just filmed on, I'm assuming, a London soundstage. And just the the sense of, uh, you know, those those caverns just feel like they have real depth to them, even though. The set wasn't even that big. I watched some of the behind the scenes. It's incredible and the movie's just uh, just a roller coaster from beginning to end and just it's awful enough when it's just claustrophobic and they're doing the you know the the cave diving and all that and then you know these uh what do they call them cavemen that never left the cave show up and yeah, it's pretty relentless uh but that's that's a fun movie um that's a unique plot
2: too I mean I can't think of any other. How many spelunking horror movies are there?
4: There are not too many. There are some that get into claustrophobia, obviously, but not not like that. <laughs> Definitely not like that. That's uh, like a
2: sub-sub genre that hasn't yeah. really been tapped into yet.
4: Right, right, right. And I don't know. Um, I know he did uh, was a few years with Dog Soldiers, which I know has not Oh, a yeah. Yeah, yeah. After that, I'm not sure what he's been doing. I think he's been working, but nothing that really jumps out. I think a movie called doomsday yeah but i didn't see that one but yeah it did typically we you know I, there's certain like just things i have to hit like i have to watch the thing from another world which is like kind of a no-brainer um you know it's just uh just, just that movie's just just perfectly cast great score are we talking uh, the
2: the classic from the 50s or the
4: or well, we love both actually. I, yeah, I love very different movies representing very different times. Um, but yes, yeah, so the thing from another, the fifty-one, the Howard Hawks uh, one, and then um, obviously John Carpenter's the thing is equally. What great. about the third one? Did what do you think about that one? The third one, the which one now? The um, it's called the thing.
2: I forget what year it came
1: out. It ended up being a prequel. It, it was a
2: prequel.
4: Oh, oh, oh the twenty eleven or twenty ten or yes, yeah. I, I only saw parts of it. I am not like, not a huge fan of prequels. I don't like going backwards. I don't know why. It's just this weird quirky thing with me, but I caught some of it, some great special effects. Um, I thought it was more or less
2: a remake of the 82 version, but just kind of squeezed into where it was like, okay, this happened here. And then basically the same thing happened here with John Carpenter. I liked it.
4: Right. It was. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I don't know if it got a ton of uh, attention when it came out or not. I know for horror fans, it probably did. I don't
1: know. Yeah, I think it got a lot of
2: comparisons, if I remember, to the Carpenter version, which is superior.
1: So I have a question for you. You're a big kaiju guy. We know you like everything from Toho and Godzilla and all of that. Monster movie, yes. But I don't know if you normally think of them as a Halloween movie.
4: Yeah, they I mean they I don't necessarily think of them as Halloween movies. Although of course I'm I'm open to watch a kaiju movie anytime you're including Halloween, so that's not a problem. Um I mean some of them are on the I guess you could say on the darker side, like um one of my favorites, one of from the wacky seventies is Godzilla versus the smog monster. And that definitely has some horror elements and does not pull any punches when it comes to showing like, you know, fatalities and that's just not something you typically see in
2: Is is that the one with the James
4: Bond-like intro music? Save the Earth and the Assysteelic. Yeah, it's great. It's so great. That movie just sits on its own. It's just very unique. Even when I watched it as a kid, I was like, this is something very, very different. But if you like monster actors, Godzilla's on screen a lot. The Smog Monster's on screen a lot. And And it's got that funky score, uh, very strange score. I think it's the same guy that scored the – the Toho Dracula films. You can hear some, there are definitely some similar. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's others. Um, that one, um, I mean, the original, you yeah. could argue that the original Godzilla is, or Gojira is, a, you know, is dark, almost like a horror film in some ways, in some ways. Yeah, and the black and white,
1: I think, right. contributes to that.
4: Right, right, right. And then, of course, there's the other stuff that Toho put out that are, you know, like, um, Matango is, that's a pretty dark, it's like a sci-fi horror. Uh, That's a something. trippy film.
2: That, that is oh one my god! Film.
4: Literally, eat those mushrooms and yes. <laughs> Well, yeah. more than trippy, it doesn't end well. <laughs> so, that one I don't remember seeing as a. I don't remember that playing on TV. I only discovered that maybe a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the movies like The H-Man has a little bit of um, like horrific and elements to them. Yeah, I don't necessarily think to that. Think of them as specifically, um, you know halloween movies but um but they're great nonetheless so um.
1: about traditions uh, outside of movies growing up did you have anything that was unique or that you remember fondly and are you trying to get stella on any uh, traditions
4: yeah well that's the thing we haven't i think in the next few years that's really going to kind of still storm, yeah. you know when she's just when she gets it a little more i think we're gonna definitely come up i'm sure we're gonna have our own uh traditions i mean growing up we would um every few years we would have like a, uh, a Halloween party and have our friends over. And, you know, um, I think we, God, sounds very Norman Rockwell, but we bob for apples <laughs> and um, you know, oh, we did create a haunted house in the hallway of our house, which was not a big, small Cape Cod house, but we had this hallway on the main floor and uh, we turned it into a haunted house. So you'd have to walk through in the dark and reach into, um, uh, you know, reach into a, uh, like, um, we had things hanging on the doorknobs, but you had to reach in and be something gross. Like this is, these are eyeballs. I don't know. Creamed onions or something, (laughs) but, but, um, you know, stuff like that. Trick or treating obviously was a big thing, Uh, but we didn't, um, unlike this neighborhood, people mostly trick or treat at businesses, you know, at Mm. uh, restaurants, bars, stores, they're all putting out or handing out Christmas. uh, I mean, Christmas, uh, Halloween candy, but growing up, we went to houses. So we were in very suburban, suburban area. So, in New Jersey, yeah, we'd spend hours. We'd get home, throw on our costume, and we were out there by, like, I don't know, four o'clock, I think. And, you know, if we could stay out past dark, that was always a coup. Because sometimes you could score some really good candy. I think some of the parents held on to the good stuff for the kids that were willing to risk <laughs> coming out in the dark. Not that there was really a risk involved, but just getting yelled at by your parents, I guess. But What are some of the costumes?
1: Do you remember uh, a favorite
4: yeah, I had, um, when I was really little, my mom, she did a homemade, um, what a shocker, uh, monster, like a Godzilla-like costume. Um, there's a home video somewhere. Me, where, I mean, I'm little, this is like, it's probably only a year or two after we moved from Brooklyn to, uh, New Jersey. Uh, but I'm in the Halloween parade and you can see my spikes. My but, uh, I remember that was a great costume. Um, I got a Spider-Man costume I really liked. Uh, I think I, was also a robot one year. Not quite um, as good as um, uh, uh, Forbidden Planet. What's his name? Forbidden Planet. Robbie, Robbie. Robbie, yes, yes. Not quite as good as that, but uh, something in that vein. Yeah, we also had something called, did you guys have, I know in other parts of the country they call it Mischief Night, but we had something called Cabbage Night where the night before Halloween, you went out and wreaked havoc. <laughs> it sounds worse. Actually, it sounds worse than it is. You would get shaving cream. You'd fill uh, athletic socks with, with uh, powder. And some people did. I didn't do eggs because I thought that was a little a little over the top. And you would eat, you know, you'd be, oh, in toilet paper. You throw toilet paper sure. into the trees, spray shaving cream everywhere. And some people threw eggs. I didn't, for the record. It was just a, a an excuse to just... Uh, go a little crazy, but it never got we mostly hit each other. Like I you know, we would be um having these makeshift um I wouldn't call them brawls, but it wasn't quite West Side story either. but, <laughs> <laughs> we would, but it was uh but yeah it's called Cabbage Night. I don't know where the cabbage came I've never heard of that Richard. Never heard of that. I'm
2: you know it, it kind of sounds like a Friday night in the summer here in the Midwest when there's nothing <laughs> a- <laughs> else.
4: Yeah, so maybe we just held kept it to that night. I we don't just
2: kept remember. it to one night. We did it every weekend here in the Midwest. So
4: okay, so maybe interesting. I was always wonder if that translated. Um, so that that's interesting. But the next day, then yeah, it was kind of a mess, but m- mostly innocuous. Like, you know, toilet paper would come down. Eventually, the shaving cream would wash away. The eggs, though, people would throw eggs. Sometimes, yeah, that's, well, bad. that's not cool. I was not sure. car. And you could do something with your shaving cream where you put a pin in the tip and then melt it down. And then your shaving cream would shoot out another, you could get about a 10-foot spray. Yeah. (laughs) So I'd be home getting my shaving cream ready. So we're going to take
2: this part of the video, and it's going to be a how-to video, How to Cause Mischief by Jonathan. I'd be
4: happy to do a video separate and submit it if you get (laughs) not. Well, Richard, this is the
1: perfect commercial for our YouTube channel because those that are only listening – Will not get to see that adorable, <laughs> adorable Stella. Absolutely, what you know, a sweetheart. We knew that. We've seen pictures. Yes. Stories. Oh my gosh!
2: This is another perfect example. You know, we met Jonathan at Monster Bash in in uh, 2017, um, and spent some time with him. You know, we went to the Night of the Living Dead Museum. We went to the cemetery. Jonathan has been uh, a good friend ever since, and he has been a, a faithful listener along the way and contributor. So how awesome is it that we had him here tonight? And yes, finally, you got to go to YouTube, folks. You got to see it. Yeah. Stella's a sweetheart, and he is training her right. Oh. You know, she, she loves her Gamera. She's got her little Godzillas. So uh, getting a chance to see her. And in her adorable pumpkin costume was the perfect icing on the cake for this special Halloween episode.
1: Yep, it sure was. Rich, let's just do a little recap and kind of remind people who we are, where they can find us, how they can give us feedback, how they can participate in the show. Would you like to start and just tell what all you've got your fingers in?
2: Yeah, you know, I've got the two blogs, com and monstermoviekid.wordpress.com. If it is horror movie related or, you know, old time radio related, again, it has a horror theme, you will find the the posts on both sites. Otherwise, com is my main site. That's where you will find everything that I do, horror and non-horror related. I've been busy Uh, since the spring, doing my summer with Stan and Ollie series, going straight into the 31 days of Halloween, been doing one classic old time radio horror show all month long, and I continue that through the end of the month. And again, you can go to my playlist on my YouTube channel to go back and listen to all those episodes. Been doing some really fun ones, got some really good ones coming up, some of my personal favorites. We've had Boris Karloff and Peter Lorre and Vincent Price. And I've done some CBS radio mystery theater. And a couple of my favorites are coming up. Lights Out and one called It Happened. Creepy as all get out. Highly recommend you check it out with Turn Out the Lights. And one called The Shadow People from, I think it was Hall of Fantasy or Dark Fantasy. One of those two shows. The Shadow People is an awesome, creepy program that deals with those little shadow that you see in the corner of your eye. They're not imaginary. They're, they're real. Anyway, I've been having a lot of fun with that. Next couple of months, things will kind of die down a little bit, you know, mostly going to be doing old time radio stuff one, one week Uh, in November. I'm going to be doing kind of lighten things up a little bit for the holidays. I'm going to be doing a half hour comedy featuring Actors or characters that made the transition from old-time radio to film.
1: Hmm.
2: There's going to be Jack Benny. There's going to be Fibber McGee and Molly, Life of Riley. These are things that actually they transitioned to film, or Jack Benny. He was an actor in film. Going to be doing that for Thanksgiving and going to be doing Christmas episodes with Fibber McGee and Molly and some New Year's episodes between Christmas and New Year's. Lighten things up, but they all are – characters or actors who were in the movies. So that's how I get by doing it on my, on my (laughs) site. Plus I got a lot of fun stuff in December planned for the old time radio adaptations of classic Christmas movies. So if you've never listened to it's a wonderful life or miracle on 34th street or a holiday affair, or remember the night or a Christmas carol, you get a chance to uh, in December. I'm going to be sh- throwing up links to those. I don't know if I'll be doing anything for Dread Media, but you never know. I did a couple of things in the last couple weeks. I did. I did some fun stuff. I did some power records uh, and I did uh, the Halloween Horrors record from 1977. Who knows? Dread Media, I come and go, but I'm always welcome on the show. So you never know. I might pop up with something fun before the end of the year. And then, of course, the Kansas City Crypt is on a holiday hiatus. Uh, over there at the Memoverse Monthly Audiocast. Probably get back to that in 2021, but continue to listen to that show. I know Christopher Mim just posted the official trailer for his new film, so uh, be sure to check that out.
1: That's that's what's going on in my neck of the woods. Uh, What about you? I do a blog, classichorrors.club, and right now I've got two series that are running on Mondays, I do an old classic horror film and research it only through vintage magazines and books uh, from my childhood, mostly the 70s. On Fridays, I do TV Terror Guide, which right now I am working my way chronologically as best I can through TV horror movies of the 70s. Most recently did something called Something Evil from 1972, which was directed by... Steven Spielberg. Back on my Monday thing a couple weeks ago, and I'm I'm usually looking for movies that I haven't seen that are older because I want to be able to find research material from them. I watched Beast from Haunted Cave. Fine. Never seen it. Whatever. Didn't realize it, but inadvertently, the next week I watched Creature from the Haunted Sea. Did not know those were both Roger Corman Productions made near the same time in this little pocket before he really broke out with the Edgar Allan Poe films. Started a little series that I didn't even know I was going to start. So I will give a spoiler alert that the next one, and sadly I've never seen it, will be Little Shop of Horrors. That is another one that was made during that time. That's why you can look forward to there. Uh, I do another blog called DC Comics Guy, and right now we're working through the Freedom Fighters. Very interesting And I don't know if you know about this, Richard, you probably do. But uh, recently, the Freedom Fighters met a uh, rival super team called the Crusaders and uh, their origins are interesting. Let's just say the Crusaders are going to take us on a little tangent, one that you would not expect but still related to the Freedom Fighters. All your little tease that you did with that. And yeah, does like, that give you a hint? Do you know? Like, really? Really? That, yeah, that's strange. strange. It's the strangest thing. But it's I,
2: I I've been enjoying the Freedom Oh, I've been enjoying DC Comics, guys, since you launched it. But I've been enjoying Freedom Fighters. I wanted to follow along and read with you, but I haven't done that. But I, I've enjoyed your thoughts, and it really does make me want to revisit that series and maybe... Because I know you're you're kind of kind of lukewarm on some of it. Yeah, it's hit and miss, yeah. up and down, in my yeah. opinion. So I
1: would really be interested in what you think.
2: Yeah, I, I, I really may have to dig those out and, and bump those to the top of the list because I'm really curious as to uh, my thoughts on it. You know, it's like because I've always loved that series, so I like, I wonder if it's going to be where as well with me now, uh, all these years later. Plus, I, I got to say that uh, your Roger Corman thing. I have seen Beast from Haunted Cave, and that's a weird, guilty pleasure of mine. It's a movie that shouldn't work but does. But I have not seen Creature from the Haunted Sea, and I have that. I think everybody probably does in some set or another. It did make me want to check it out. I'm like, okay, I've had that for so long. But now you mentioned Little Shop of Horrors, and I'm like, okay, I have not seen that for so long. I'm so tempted to add that to the list now this week because it's an old movie. Carla would be up for it. She, you know, I, I, she's probably even seen that one. She has seen some older stuff. I might have to to play along with you on that one.
1: Yeah, know? I can sing every song from the musical, but I've never seen the original. That should be fun.
2: Been a long time for me, but I'm I'm interested.
1: That's it. I don't appear on any other podcasts. I just spend all my time editing ours. You know, that's enough. Let's tell people how, you know, obviously they can find us here, wherever they're listening to us. They can now find us on our YouTube channel. We didn't say how to get there. And honestly, the best thing to do is just search for Classic Horrors Club. And then we'll come down. The the name of the channel is just Classic Horrors. You'll see our round purple and green logo. But I, (laughs) I, I don't know what address to tell people to go to on YouTube to actually find it. So search for Classic Horrors Club. It'll pop up. Well, I
2: think uh-huh. the probably the easiest thing to do, right, is that when we post on Facebook, there will be a, um, like, if they go to, like, your post specifically, we'll have a, a link probably to to yeah. the playlist, you know, or whatever. So all you got to do then is once you get to to the playlist or to uh, Jeff's page on YouTube, subscribe. Yep. And, make sure your notifications are on and then you'll just get notified. And then you just, that,
1: that'll be the easy way to, to kind of play along at home. Yes. Thank you for that. I didn't think of any of that, but that absolutely, that's a great way to do it. We also mentioned the Facebook group page, the Classic Horse Club Podcast. Free to join. Just, uh, we do kind of just have to say yes or no. So we will try to be pretty quick on that and give you a welcome, but invite you to join us there. Uh, we do have also a phone line that you can call and leave us a voicemail that is 616 649 2582. Again, 616 649 Club. Okay. You can also email us classichorrors.club at gmail.com. Send us those audio files if you don't want to leave a message. Send us an email, uh, comments, uh, all kinds of ways to get in touch. We say feedback. It's not so much about feedback. It's about participation. We invite everyone to participate in our club meetings once a month with, with whatever you'd like to bring. That really would make the show more more rich for everybody, I believe. Is that everything? Rate okay. us on Apple Podcasts. We might be on Amazon Music now. I uh, submitted us. However, I don't have Amazon Music. So I, I don't know. We are. Steve okay. Turk says that we are. We are on there. I don't subscribe either, but he told me we're
2: there. So good. If all we're right. not there, find Steve Turek and blame him. Anything we do need to talk about? What are we doing next month? Yeah, but I got every all of our contacts. We got that all. I think um, we're good.
1: I think okay. we're good. Yeah. All right. What are we gonna do next time?
2: Okay, so we've been going on this crazy journey at drive-ins and going in the past with fall previews and guests and doorbells ringing. So. We are going to kind of get back on track with our themed episodes. We Jeff and I've been talking, we got some cool stuff percolating. In November, you know, we want to go back to the basics and it you got to go back to the origins. So we are going to be going and offering up silent horror. Now, no, we're not going to do Nosferatu or Phantom of the Opera. That would be too easy. We're going to go with three lesser talked about films, but all of classics in their own right, certainly. Next month we are going to be talking about the Golem, the 1920 version. And I know there's so many different versions out there, but the the most popular 1920 version is the one we're going to be going with. The Phantom Carriage, which I believe is 1921. It's a movie that I have not seen. That'll be a the Golem will be a first time viewing in many years for me. The Phantom Carriage will be a first time viewing for me. And The Man Who Laughs, which, again, I think is 1928. And this one, of course, is the film that inspired a popular comic villain. I'll, I'll leave that tease for you. We will let you know next month. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you're going to have to tune in. And I'm looking forward to that. I have a copy of that from Flickr Alley, I believe. They put out Flickr Alley is the silent film version of Criterion. I've got quite a few films from from, uh, them, top-notch presentations. They were the company that put out the presentation of The Lost World, the restored version with the extra scenes and the color tinting, and it's the only way to see that. And the manual laughs is actually sitting by my television right now, ready to be viewed. So that's what we're going to be doing in November. I can give you a very sneak peek for December and just say, it's going to be disastrous. (laughs)
1: well it's going to be good to get back to the gavel and the sound of the film and our trailers and all of that we haven't done that in a long time but i just dawned on me how are we going to do trailers for the silence there's no sound
2: (laughs) there is no sound for these music clips or
1: uh we'll have to do something different there we just can't get back on the regular format
2: well not entirely we so there we will uh We'll come up with some, maybe just some fun trailers in general. Maybe, you know, we've got plenty of of goofy things that we can throw up there. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, we can't can't do that. I'm looking forward to that, going back to the silence and getting a chance to see these films. You know, and, and I'm thinking right now, I know that I've got a good copy of The Phantom Carriage. I've got a Blu-ray copy of The Man Who Laughs. I have got a very poor public domain version of The Golem. And so I'm going to have to do some searching and see if, I know that it's been restored. Is it out there for free or is is Richard going to have to get back on Amazon and, and pull the trigger? I don't know.
1: Well, before but, we go, let's just real quick. Thank our guests. Again, we have Chris Franklin from the Fire and Water Podcast Network. Bill Mize from Bill Watches Movies and an unknown podcast coming up. Well, he gave us the name of it. I just don't remember it. Uh, Monster Minute by Minute or something. Monster by the Minute. He, he gave a website. Yes. that. Uh, Did you go that, to that website? Okay. (laughs) You know, I didn't till the other day when I was editing and I thought, darn, I I meant to do that. So I am signed up and uh, ready to go on that. Can you send me that link? Because I didn't write it down and you had the audio for it. I've been thinking about that. Yes. And of course, our mentor and uh, person we look up to Derek M. Cook from Monster Kid Radio, our our dear friend Steve Turek from the Diecast movie podcast christopher page from orphan entertainment and time shifters podcast and jonathan angarola frequent guest and good friend and, and stella, well, we gotta get him right in something or podcasting or something well
2: he is going to be a guest on our show i think in the next year and we got but of course stella we got to mention stella oh yeah The the best guest of all that, again, you won't get a chance to see unless you go to the YouTube enhanced extras for the podcast. Something new we're going to we're starting off with tied into episode 50 and uh, we hope you enjoy it. And let us know uh, if there's if there's something you want to see on that. My happy little face. I'm game for anything entering the YouTube world. It'll be fun. So let us know what you think.
1: And Thanks to everybody who has listened to over 50 episodes. We really appreciate it. Uh, It's a lot of fun, and I'm looking forward to doing 50 more. Absolutely. I am going to end with another peppy song, because we're still celebrating. And this is kind of an oddity. I mean, I don't get out to the discotheques much these days, but this is a dance mix of the Halloween theme. It's done by a group or person called tubular bells it's from their 2015 album halloween available on apple music let's go out dancing happy halloween everyone
2: you've got me intrigued happy halloween stay safe and take care everyone